Christian Church of Caras, Christ Incorporated. This program is for one group of people and one group only, the children of God. We no longer have to wonder or wander off the straight path. For those who want to make a difference, for those that want to know the truth to so many unanswered questions, and for those who are tired of the devil taking control over everything in their lives and the lives of their children, this program is set up for those who want to be in God's kingdom here on earth. According to the scripture, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, we must take back control of our lives. We, the Egyptian Church of Karaz Christ Incorporated, are reaching out to embrace all the children of God, as it states in Psalm chapter 82, verse 6. I have fed ye of God, and all of you are children of the Most High. Next, you will be listening to our pastor, Reverend Dr. Malachi Z. York L. in question and answer form. Yes. Uh, I read an article in um in the paper some months ago, and it was speaking about stuff they were trying to do in the near future about like making the uh, robots that look like humans, and also they spoke about a a spiritual computer. I was right. wondering um, what's like what would it do? You know, like get information on spirituality, or can it do something to you? Or no, when they say a spiritual computer. What scientists, what they're doing right now is, is real frightening because they have learned that what they call matter is not the final stage. And what they call atomic energy is not the final stage. Now, here's the deep part. That once they found out that an atom, an hydrogen atom, what they have claimed is the lightest sum of energy for the last 100 years, once they found out that the atom wasn't the lightest, and that they were quartz. And then after that, Zid, always through school, when they taught us about cells, they would always compare a cell to an atom. They would say, well, an atom has a nucleus, and it has electrons and protons moving around it, just like the cells in the human body. So, if they became aware of the fact that hydrogen, which they thought was the lightest atom, is not, that there is invisible matter Matter that does not have a sum. By that I mean the word we use, something, really comes out S-U-M-T-H-I-N-G. The sum of the things. How something, what it amounts to. So they say hydrogen is the lightest atom or the lightest thing in existence. Once they found quartz. They have to alter all the scales and all the weights, be it metric or whatever, because there's no weight for a quart. There's no substance for the quart. There's no density for the quart. So it is actually a spiritual thing that they have confirmed exists when for years they couldn't prove that the spiritual world exists. The acceptance of an element lighter than an atom is admitting that there is some existence intelligence that is not perceivable by any equipment that they have made to date. So with that being 
related to energy. Now let's go to the human cell. So when they found that out, then they must have also found out that beneath the lightest, the, the smallest form of matter, there must also be intelligent energy. So they confirmed the ba and the ka and the ah of ancient Egypt, that there is a spiritual world. There is an etheric world, an intelligent abode that they are now tapping into with computers because they couldn't tap into it with the ordinary mathematician's mind. So they use math to do this. So what they're calling these new spiritual computers are computers that will be able to detect or sense intelligence not perceivable by the human eye. They will be looking into exoplasma and the spiritual world. Now what they don't know, the gates of the spiritual world, and when they open them, when they make this magnetic link, the way you do with electricity, when you make a mistake and grab electricity, it has a thing. You grab it, it grabs you. And then it decides to travel from its destination and include you in its path and it zooms through your whole body. When they bite into this spiritual world with these computers, what they don't want to admit is that when, it grabs, when they grab it, it's going to grab them. Now, do they know that happened? Yes. It's called the Ouija board. And they have admitted over the years, if you play with a Ouija board, you can open up a porthole or a gate to another side where you will be blessed. No, Jesus is not coming through the Ouija board for you. However, there'll be people on the other side, disembodied souls, that will speak to you and pretend they're Jesus. And then tell you, See, you got to go out and save the world. You got to go out and kill all those people because they take pride in having an effect on the physical world. These are people who died prematurely, died in hate crimes, died by, by uh, brutal murders, and they're now ethically trapped in this realm with you. They're called disembodied souls. Oh, you feel them. You feel them on the back of your neck sometimes. You feel them breathing. You feel it sometimes when you're walking and you... They step periodically into this realm by accident, but you know it enhances their presence? The adrenaline in your body. The fear. See, a dog also picks it up. That's why I said a dog can tell when you're afraid and will go after you. Also, a dog can hear sounds you don't hear and see things on a level they see spirits you don't see. So can cats. And that's why they use dogs and cats in witchcraft. Because they have a link to both worlds. Now they have to come to the reality that these things are no longer the twilight zone. They're no longer the twilight zone. It's real. And now they're able to weigh the soul. They're able to detect through Curlian photography, the reality that if they clip off your finger, that something's still there, and they can pick it up with a camera. They can actually film it. 
Did you know that? It's called Curlian Photography. Look it up. They can remove your arm and put it under a light and you'll see your fingers and everything come right back in, though there's no arm there. This is a fact today. So they have to accept that there was something about that Bible, something about that Koran, and something about that Torah, which all came from the Egyptian writings. You understand? Something about that religion that they got from those Egyptians and their connection with the stars and their talk about the soul and the spirit and the ethnic you, the ba, the ka, and the ah, or the ruach, or the ruh in the Torah, or the Holy Ghost. There's something about the fact that Horus was known to be a falcon and Jesus was known to be a dove. There's something about the connection between the birds and these two so-called divine children. And Horus being the son of Osiris, a god, making him the son of God and Ra, as Ra Harakati, Ra the god, so he was a son of God and God on earth. In Egypt, something like 10,000 years, cutting it short before Jesus was born. Something about the fact that that's written on a wall, carved in a stone, kept in a tablet, locked in a vault, and kept in the bony cage of those few fortunate beings that have access to that information. There's something about that, you hear me? Something about the link between that information and why they want us to be everything but Egyptian. <laughs> they don't mind us being Christians. They don't mind us being Muslim. They don't mind us being Buddhist. We can cut our hair off and get a little patch and put an orange robe on and be a Hare Krishna. Stand in the airport and sell Bama, but don't link up and take Egypt seriously. They fought against Dr. Ben Yachman for over 50 years as he tried to reveal how powerful Egypt was. Him and the power the Egyptians had once they start realizing they're Egyptians. That's the first thing. The first realization is, I'm not just studying Egyptology. I am an Egyptian. I know y'all are thinking, walk like an Egyptian, talk like an Egyptian. They did that too. They put that in your mind, so it turns it into a joke and away from the reality. In other words, their present-day scientists have now come to face the reality that there is a spiritual world and that you are directly linked to it. Out of all the countries in the Caribbean, right? Which country is suppressed and kept the poorest? Haiti. Listen again. <laughs> Out of all the countries in the Caribbean, you're right. Which country? Why Haiti? Boudé. Voodoo. White folks, by the hundreds of thousands, go to Louisiana for the Mardi Gras, strip off their clothes, get buck naked, stunk drunk at a voodoo ceremony. You understand? Why? 
but they're seeking soul. They're seeking contact with something. They know there's something missing because get that beat? I could ask any one of y'all to get up and lock yourself in physically with those sounds. Not just, I don't want to just use the word dance, because that's one of the tricks. I don't just want to say dance. I want to say you can lock yourself in with that sound, and if you keep going, you'll go into a form of ecstasy. So they create a drug called ecstasy to detour your mind from that reality. They create clubs, bumping beats, and have children spend from 10 to 4 in the morning in a form of ecstasy now dancing to the music. Going to concerts which stir up a certain amount of energy that makes the kids bum rush the stage, step and crush people while they So they see that when we gather in groups and we start linking our emotions, things start happening. So they made laws, unlawful assemblies. What does it mean? Three or more of y'all standing in one place is dangerous. What the heck does that mean? Three or more ethnics in one place on a corner is dangerous. How do they automatically become dangerous? Because there's going to be some type of mental link that can take us to a state of ecstasy. And while we're there, we might happen to see a white person walk by and remember... <laughs> What they've done to us, and just out of the clear blue sky, decide I'm gonna bury my foot in your butt. I don't know you, I don't know you, but I know what you have done to my people in America, in the Caribbean, in Cuba, Puerto Rico, even where Africa. Well, I know what you've done to my people where China. I know what you do to people. I know what you are. You are the devil. You hear me? But you told us then to be hate, enmity, enmity, jealous between the woman who was who? Eve, power, whatever name you want to use, and who else? And Satan. And Satan is what? They say Satan Zira in Hebrew. Satan Zira, his offspring. So the Bible admits to us in Genesis chapter 3 that the devil has a Zira in Hebrew. He has a seed. A seed is coming from reproducing, a begetting, a willard. A ulad in Hebrew, willard in Arabic, to conceive a child. So the Bible admits in Genesis 3 that Satan is going to have children. And his children are going to be against Eve's children. And the description of Adam in the Bible is Adama. Adama, from Edema, from brown, red soil, from the clotted blood. If you cut a person and you take the blood out and let it sit, when the air hits it, it turns back to brown dirt, granulin, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So the original man, Adam, was black. You understand? And Eve was black. So if Eve was black according to the Bible, you hear me? And God said, I'm going to put hate between 
your seed, and Eve's seed, and Eve was black, then there's a physical devil walking around on earth with us, having children when we have children. Hear me? The difference is, as much as we aspire for peace, we'll march for peace. We'll turn the other cheek. They aspire hate, racism, killing, wars. They manufacture drugs. Now they got cartoons killing people, killing each other. Demons and gargoyles in the cartoons. But they don't want prayer in school. A boy can walk into school with a comic book called The Demons of Hell and Gargoyle, but if he has a Bible, the teacher tells him, don't open that Bible, you better not read it in here. But he can sit at his desk and read a book on the demons. And we don't have a problem. We got a problem to work with. We got a problem to solve. And the only way we're going to solve it is where? Right inside here first. We got to solve it amongst ourselves first. We got to realize what we're up against. We got to realize that every time we turn on a television program, we are being programmed. And so is his people. The difference is they're the seed of the devil. Like Christ said, and he's a liar and a killer since the foundation of the earth. You understand? And they don't want you to teach that. The devil is a man. They want you to think the devil is off the hot sauce box. That he's a little red fellow with a pitchfork, with horns. That's what they want me and you to think the devil is when the devil is on the train with you every day. The devil is about his devilishness. He's moving through the world. He's more prominent now than he's ever been. St. Tonic Church, Incorporated in 1966 in California, and who gave him his charter? Ronald Reagan. Don't believe me? Check it out. The devil, he's only afraid of you. He's afraid of this unity. He's afraid of us coming together. He's afraid of the power that we generate when we get together. As we become in one accord, we start focusing our mind on anything and start chanting on that thing, start happening. Happens in the church, it happens in the mosque, it happens in all religions. It ain't got nothing to do whether you're a Christian, Jew, or Muslim. Muslims go into ecstasy as Sufis, and Christians are getting the Holy Ghost. It's the same power. It's not that. The power is in you. Because God said what? I breathed my spirit into you, and you became a living soul. You ain't a man, you're a living soul. He's a man. You're a spirit incarnating. And you have the power to project that energy. But you've confined yourself to the body. And in that, you've confined yourself to certain places in space and time. You've limited yourself by accepting the confinement to the body. When you can think right now from here back to your house. Go to your room, go to your bedroom, and make up that bed. Walk on out the room, 
Walk on. Stop and look around. See it? You are there and you are here at the same time. When you learn to control that mind power, you can send a powerful you, an ethnic you, anywhere in the world or in the universe. In that state, you cannot die. But if they can confine you by pain and suffering and fear to a bed where all your mind is based on getting up out that bed, if you die, you are bound to that spot. You are easily trapped in a space and time. The same way, like I said before, I focus a video camera on you and I spun around, hit that light and spun back. That light would go into that lens and burn itself into the lens and that light will stay there for a while and gradually fade away. The same thing happens with you and death because you are an energy field. The physical part of you makes the light. You understand? The soul of you is in darkness. That's why when people are conceived, they're conceived while in what state? Light or darkness? They're in the womb in darkness. No man's hand can get in there and operate. The devil has now put light in the womb. What is light? Chaos. Yeah, <laughs> 
Don't let him buy or sell no more because he doesn't want to wear the mark of the United Nations and fall on their law. Is that not happening? Am I making this up? Listen, for all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of fornication. People come over here from China in their clothes and in their tradition. They come from India, from Sudan, Egypt, London, Germany, Holland. Within a matter of years, they're out of their customs, out of their traditions, out of their food, out of their God, and out of their damn mind. <laughs> the Bible, because they get seduced by the fornication of this vicious house. They strip people. So you see what the Chinese people were gone here. Over the Negro with pearls. And I think it's not permanent. So they should call it a temp. Because <laughs> in three months, you got to do it again. Because it was a term. It was be there one time and there forever. So they lied to you. It's not a permanent. It's a temp. It would be. And then you're extending it. I hope I heard nobody's feelings. But there's a way. Let me go on down. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plague. That's what's going on now in the country. Plague. AIDS. Herpes, syphilis, gonorrhea, and diseases, they're not mentioning to you. Because you ain't ready for them yet. Food is dying. Hell in Georgia last month. Hell in Italy, landslides, mudslides, earthquakes. More tornadoes in one year than ever in the history of the world. Right or wrong? Nature is shaking her shoulders at them. Look at these bugs. Locusts? We're we'll back in the book of Exodus somewhere. <laughs> death. The plague of death. People are dying. They said that AIDS is now an epidemic in the black community. You hear me? Out of every seven people of the, of the whole United States, three of them catch AIDS the black, between 14 and 44. Think about that. Is that not an epidemic? How do we stop it? Tell you all to stop suing? I got grown kids. Tell them to stop suing like, <laughs> okay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You did it with us. <laughs> All the adults there know what I'm talking about. 
We come from a different day and time than you do. But we can see the plague. The food is going bad. The crops are not growing properly. At long term, there's no two in the computer. They got to recalibrate the computers in the year 2000. It's going to shut down all kinds of things. And billions and billions and billions of dollars are put up to reconfigurate the figures in the computer. And the country is ran by computers today. The world internet, a spider web on the back of the dollar bill. Yes, we are in the day of play. People walking around with all kinds of rations that you can't identify. The doctors can't identify them. Doctors seeing things in hospitals now they've never seen before. They look at that. Ooh, they see it. <laughs> well, that's serious. <laughs> you got a problem. Doctors are resigning. I had a brother talk to me yesterday. I saw him in a restaurant. He said, Paul, I'm thinking about becoming a barber. I said, you want to touch people? You want to touch people's heads? With rashes and wingworms and all these diseases? You actually want to touch somebody's head? The art now is to avoid touching people. Be friendly. No kisses, no hugs. See, be polite. Don't touch me. <laughs> you understand the importance of that? I'm afraid to get on a basketball court. It's frightening, man. You run a full court and you start sweating, and niggas turn his head and that spit go in your mouth. Say <laughs> it can't happen. Especially we never got jerry curls up there. It's all greasy. And that thing about age, guess what? Never say No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Age cannot be transmitted. Some of that. We have to find out how age can be transmitted then they tell us. Now they're saying, well, certain mosquitoes don't die immediately after they sting people. Certain, certain strands of mosquitoes that are moving to America from Africa. Why? Because the climate is changing. This is tropical look. This is tropical. There's going to be more insects. That means more diseases, more plagues. It's going to get worse before it gets better. But you were warned. You hear me? Dead. <coughs> For her sins have reached unto heaven. And that would be Orion. In the, in look, look it up in the uh, uh, what do you call it? Logos Bible or online. Bring the word up. And God has remembered her iniquity. The sins of the world have gotten so bad that they are sin like the like the scent of incense burners, and God is remembering. Even my God is remembering. I'll tell you. I don't want this. I want, I want this to tell you. There's another time in here where God got to that point. What did he say? The evils of man was evil continuously. So I must destroy this man. 
There's an evil of God to the point where they went to a very alliance, and God remembered when man was this evil before. When Solomon and Gomorrah and Jethro, and that's what we call it, uh, Jericho and Babylon and the wicked city were ruling. Well, that's why they refer to this as Babylon. But they're taking you back to that point where they will have to destroy. And Babylon did not come after that. The city of Babylon existed before the Bible. Read the Bible. You find out that this book is based on Judaic culture, not Egyptian culture. The Egyptians had a culture, like I said earlier, when Abraham got there, they didn't start with their Adams, but they didn't even know, uh, uh, what is it? The Pharaoh didn't even know who Moses' God was. He said, my God's name is uh, I am that I am. He said, really? <laughs> well, which one is he? It came out by the time they got to the book of Revelation that the God that uh, his life was talking about was the God I'm with. Because Revelation 3, 14, says, you the actual Egyptian deity, Amun. And every Christian, at the end of every prayer, gives praise to Amun Ra. They say, Amen. Gives praise to Amun Ra. He says, Amen. Amen. And if you look it up, you find out that that is a Roman, the uh, Egyptian deity, Amun Ra, the sun god. Want me to collate the sun to Jesus for you? Or do you all remember those facts? Huh? Because you can match Jesus up with the sun. Exactly. The sun sets, Jesus dies. The sun raises, Jesus resurrects. Jesus walks the water, the sunlight walks the water. Jesus multiplies the bread, the sun causes horror, horizon, horoscope. Egyptian mystery, Horus, that's your Jesus. Also called in Babylon or amongst the Sumerians, Amun. What in the same. People borrowing people's cultures and laying them over themselves the same way. The nation of Islam borrowed Islam and laid it over Christianity. And people really think they belong to a Muslim group. And if you study Arabic and read it, you'll find out that the five percent. For the gods of the earth, they broke off from the nation of Islam to climate 13x, and now we have a fraction of a faction that will tell you they're right and be ready to fight about being right when they're wrong. Hello, you with me? Then, how much she has glorified herself. And live deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she said in her heart, I am a queen. The word queen means prostitute. Look it up. And am no widow and shall not be sorrow. This people they're talking about have went to Vietnam and caused to be a need problem. Went to Hiroshima and Nagasaki and caused those people problems. Went to Panama and caused them problems. Went to Grenada and caused them problems. Now they're in India 
and Arabia and Iraq. Where don't they go and cause sorrow and hardship? And then both that nobody can take us down. And that what you said? It's easy, and I'm going with it. It's easy to find out who this is calling the devil and a wicked people. And it says, Come out of her. Be not the takers of her sin. Let me tell you how you do not the takers of her sin. You don't identify with her God or her devil. If you identify with their God, you must identify with their devil. If you believe in their God, you must believe in their concept of a devil. Now, if you say I'm a Christian, you with me? If you say that I'm a, a, a Christian, right, what do Christians believe about the devil? Before you start, you know, according to Christianity in the Bible, where did the devil come from? Huh? He fell from heaven. Who created the devil? The next question would be why? So religion leaves you at that point where it does not make sense. Why would you create a being that's going to cause all of this that's going on in the world? They can't answer it. I say again, once you accept their concept of God, then you must accept their concept of the devil. Muslims have the same foolish belief, and so do Jews. You got to give them back all of their concepts and set the concept of belief and fact on what you have experienced. Now, if you have never seen a fine sorcerer, don't believe anybody who says they have, including me, until you have the experience. Now, you say, well, Papa, I love you. I want to trust you. Thank you. But don't bet on it. Only on the things I confirm for you. Now, you may say, well, man, since 1970, you've been teaching us and predicting events and all that happened. So more than likely, the next thing you say is going to happen. Fine. That's your own conviction. I am not going to tell you to believe in fine sources if you haven't seen. Who here has seen a flying saucer with their own eyes? Some of us have. Some of y'all haven't. So we sound crazy to you. And you sound crazy to us for not believing it with all of the stacks of evidence that the government shows you on television. They call it classified. The government created a whole called Project Blue Book and put a billion dollars in it. There's a whole boom there for a base that nobody can go into. Well, they're over there testing, um, no, they already got it. No. They're going to test something over you on the people in Iraq. What are they doing with it now? Oh, the Roswell, that was just some dummies in a weather balloon. And it goes on and on. And millions of people all over the world are being abducted. And they all are saying the exact same thing and describing the exact same people, whether it's in Hindi, or Arabic, or Spanish, or French, or Italian, or German, whatever language they're speaking, they say the same thing. 
They say little men. I think they're men, but they have no apparent sexual organs. With big heads, grayish to brownish in complexion, with large eyes and little slits. Some have five fingers, some have four. Some have three, some have like claws. Uh, mutation or evolution or graftation or genetic experiment going on amongst them also. But millions of people all over the world, not just crazy people, scientists, doctors, reverends, policemen, what else? Military presidents, Carter, our Georgia boy, confirmed he saw a UFO. And so did Reagan. And so did Kennedy. And so did Truman. And so did your boy Elvis Presley. And so did Jimi Hendrix. And so did Marvin Gaye. There's a whole book of all the stars that saw them. You listen to their music and cry with them and make love to them. But when they say, I believe in the UFO, oh, he's crazy there. <laughs> Marvin Gaye says, what's going on? I saved the children. I love that. I believe in the UFO. the boy crazy. What are the chances of people all over the world speaking a different language who've never come in contact with each other, having the same experience? What is the chance? All these people got together and conspired? Why is the question. Why? What would be the reason? Why would a guy in Germany and a Mexico have the exact same story out of the exact same story. What? How? And Puerto Rico, Chupacabra. How? And all these people in Puerto everybody in Puerto Rico is crazy, right? Farmers, villages who have no interest in the public or the media say, yeah, I saw one run by. A blood sucker, they call it. But y'all who haven't had the experience, look it up, call us crazy. <clears throat> we wonder why you haven't had the experience. Let me see them hands again. The ones who have had the experience, some type of UFO or, or phenomenon. I'm saying, you know, quite a few of us have. And it's frightening. Because when I was a little kid, and my sister's fighting she's right now somewhere. Just tell you, when I was a little kid, I could disappear for weeks. I got to see my back there. Is that true? What did y'all used to do? Tell us too. Give our mic to Pete Tell him. Give the hell out of it. Hold it here. You should come up and be a witness. What would y'all do? When you came back, you just said it. A question, they call it.
He moved down Georgia here. They were hung. Grabbed out their houses. Some of our grandfathers, black folks, were women. That was, I mean, young people too young. Anybody here over 35 or 40 that's from the South knows what I'm talking about. Where crackers came and grabbed them out their houses at night and hung, castrated, burned their relatives right in front of everybody in the family. And nobody could do nothing. The trauma of that kind of death makes it impossible for the spirit to get to the other side. They can't make a smooth transition. They become in embodied souls trapped on this side. And they terrorize. You know when they dug up Mega Evans' body? Remember his wife had a dug up? Yeah. It was totally preserved. And it never had been embalmed. Y'all know that? Don't trust You know me. Don't believe me. Go check that out. You'd be amazed. When they dug up his body after that many years, his body was perfectly preserved. Will, he did not want to perish until the case Oh. And they assumed his body and they solved case. You said? Yeah. I bet you his body starts to wither now. That's the power of God in you. Yeah. Not of God, you have God can make that happen. Can you imagine that? Every pharaoh would tell you his secret. And a hell of a lot. <laughs> Anybody else want to talk about it? Yes. Brother Ben, I have a question. What is more like advice? Um, but three weeks ago, I was uh, experienced a ringing in my ear. I get them frequently, but this one was like intense. And now I can't hear, or it's like pressure is in my left ear. I was wondering if anyone come to you all the time, all the time, and especially around this part of the year because of the pollen. See, there's a lot of pollen in the air, more so than ever, because there's a, 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 a cloud mass that's keeping the pollen in. The pollen, because of the, the weather we had, and all the plants are overdeveloped. So a lot of people are pouring into the hospitals with sinus problems, colds like you wouldn't believe, headaches, migraines, ringing in the head, and it's because of the pollen. The pollen I'm not saying that's your case. But you actually have I heard of anyway, and when I do I say yes, I go take some contracts and the ring and go away. And it's okay. They go take the contract and they tell me, Oh, the ring went away. Yours might be something different. I don't know. Because it's like I don't know, I'm thinking maybe You have a hole in your ear? Yes. Hole for number one. On the right. On the right ear? Okay, go ahead. It's like I'm I'm afraid. Don't, I don't be afraid. I don't want to go to the doctor. Don't be afraid. The doctor can't tell you nothing. That ring in your ear is alignment. People with holes in their ears. Over here, some have one, some have two. That those are people that are going. Uh, I'm trying to give another word for it. Uh, I, I can't think of anything else other than the word counselor. When uh, when the elders come, when God comes, right, and the voice of God is spoken, it's going to be in sound, not in language. And these people who are being aligned are going to be the ones that tell people where to go. Those are chosen people, and they will be sent. You'll hear voices in their head. Now, some people hear voices in their head now and end up in the nut house. <laughs> but the reality of that is that it's a fact that people can hear voices in their head. You understand my point? <laughs> the fact that 
doctors will put people in the hospital and put them on certain types of uh, medication because doctors have come to the conclusion that yes, certain people do hear voices in their head. Wait, one. Yes, they do. And have went out and killed people because the voices said, go kill somebody. Say again? And they'll blame it on Tupac. There you go. Remember that one, right? You know, this is the reality. Go ahead. Okay, there's other entities that come in and uh, they um, camouflage into human beings. Right? They're people. No, no. They're beings that are descending the earth. Mm-hmm. Extraterrestrials, disagreeable. Right? In the form of human beings. Not descending into human beings. They, are, they won't come in and take our body. They're not walking. They are acting. People that are here on earth like heads of record companies. Heads of the movies. Controlling the lives of many people. I'm not going to say Michael Jackson, but everybody wants me to say Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is a confused name. I ain't talking about them. People that are in power, like Bill Gates, right, who's controlling. When he, when he held back, how many people in the computer? The other day when he held back Windows 91, anybody went, what? He was like affected emotionally. How dare them hold back Windows 98? I need that. What? I'm kidding. Really, shouldn't you have an emotional effect? You was like waiting to go to the store, called out the gas key, we're going out to the video store and get this 98. And I would have been the rest of your day, putting it in, storing it, and they held it back. So wait a minute, we're not sure we're going to release it. That's long enough to frustrate everybody. Okay, it's okay, it's going out. What's the point? Control. Mind control. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, what I was trying to lead to was. Just suppose that you can see these beings that are camouflaging themselves. What is happening to you? They're not camouflaging themselves, Sam, bro. They're walking around every day with you. I can point out some of them. The guy comes on stuff all the time. He teaches all the stars about how to make money and all that. Oh, oh, oh. Guy, you can see he's a venerian. About almost seven feet tall. He's a whole lot of so many of them out there now, and they are controlling the lives. Hold on, public. They're controlling Dianetics, these are all in the Scientology movement. These are groups of extraterrestrials from the Flakeheads or Aldebarians or Ashtar Commanders incarnated here and are staring in a certain direction. And they become extremely numb. Oh, I don't she don't need another, the money. I have another related question. Okay. All right. I'm pretty sure you know about the book of Barnabas. I sure do. Barnabas. Where it says Barnabas. 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 They took that to purpose so you don't understand Bar and Nabus what it means. But My question is, which son is actually the seed of the blessed child is? Is it Isaac or is it Israel? Okay, Isaac is the rightful heir. That's, the ch- that's according to the Tanakh or the Torah and the Talmud writings of the so-called Jews. Isaac, Ishmael is not the rightful heir. Only further down in history did they say in, about the sons of Ishmael that there will be a mighty 12 princes and the tribe of Kedar shall, shall breed a great nation. Kedar 
was the second son of Ishmael, gave birth to Muhammad of 1400 years ago in Arabia and took the Arabs out of a backward state. If you ever read up on Islam, the state they were in, and civilized them only for them to be invaded by Turkish in them, take over Islam and turn it back to the barbaric terrorist day. That was Isaac is the rightful son. And Ishmael was later as a wild ass of a man because, remember, uh, Ishmael was the son of Hagar, and Hagar was the daughter of the Pharaoh. That was a special gift. So they knew that the seed of Ishmael would come out of her and set up and mix in with the seed of Midian, and Midian's seed came from Abraham's third wife, Keturah, and she had six sons. And that's when Moses went to Midian to get taught by them before he went to Egypt. So he got taught by Ishmaelite about Ilion, Ilion, El, who later on became known as Yahweh, good and evil. And all that was done to Ishmaelite, to the Ishmaelite seed, but the covenant was made, was made with Ishmael. I mean, I mean with Isaac to uh, Israel, Jacob, according to the Bible. Muslims can say anything they want 1,400 years, for thousands of years. <laughs> what would Muslims have said if the Bible wasn't there and they weren't trying to establish a new religion? You follow what I'm trying to say? That, in fact, I graduated from the University of al Azhar in Egypt, specializing in Islamic studies and Semitic languages. So Arabic is one of my languages. So in reading, they studied and uh, are doing the research in Arabic, you find out the Muslims in America don't know what they're talking about. And I taught Muslims Arabic for 25 years. And they still don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> when, Yes, there is a such thing as Shabbat. Again, Shabbat is a Hebrew practice that Muslims took in and pushed it to Friday and called it Yamul Jumah. The word Yamul Jumah really simply means Yom Day El Jumah, to gather. But Shabbat is also in Hebrew a day of gathering. So the Muslims set it up on Friday at 1 o'clock, and they go to the masjid and have an imam give a khutbah, a lecture, community fairs, pay zakat, and go home. That's a Christian practice. Come to church, hear a sermon from a pulpit, pay your tidings, and go home. Not even Islamic or Hebraic culture. Whereas the Jews, 19 minutes before sunset on Friday night, they enter into a state of Shabbat which means desisting, not resting, desisting from activity to give all due to the Most High for the blessings that he gives you. And then 19 minutes before sunset on Saturday, they break the Shabbat and light a candle and break the bread and drink the wine, which is supposed to be. That's where the Christians got, Jesus said, the, uh, the wine is my blood and the bread, blood is my flesh. Yes, there is a Shabbat. And we are supposed to keep the Shabbat. You follow? Because it goes back all the way to Genesis, way before Abraham or Moses never even had a book. So it's, it's, it's recognized as a Judaic practice, but it goes back to the Samaria. And that goes back to when Cain and Abel was asked by the Anunnaki to prepare a meal to test which way their natures have gone because they were part of a cloning of agreeable, put like, 
and I mean disagreeable good light and agreeable happy light. When they mixed these two seeds of God with a perfect purpose, they were testing them to see with effort. So they told both sons, go prepare a feast for the God. And one son threw it together like a chicken pot pie white. And another one breaks the bread from the ground, from the from the so the man looked at the man looked at the woman who baked the bread from from the and said that woman puts love and care into I accept that woman. But the woman that goes in the closet and takes the fridge and takes out a frozen dinner and pops it in a box, the man goes like this. That's what the that's what the Cain and Abel story is about. And that goes all the way back that that day that Cain uh, was projected on and Abel accepted was the day of rest because of Cain killing Abel. The gods we grieve because they considered it their responsibility. And don't let nobody say the gods don't grieve because Jesus cried at the tomb of Lazarus. They'll say, you know, I mean, you always have an answer to them. When you say, like, the gods grieve, the gods don't grieve, then why would Jesus be crying? And why did God say, regret me that I created man? That was another regret because they felt when they came to Cain before he killed Abel and so Abel came, all you got to do is go back in the kitchen and put your best in it. But if you don't, evil is lying at the door waiting for you. In other words, you're going to get madder and madder. It says right in the Bible, but his consonants drop. You know what that means? He started smoking like we niggas do when we get mad. <laughs> and when we start smoking, when our consonants drop, we lose control. We find ourselves doing some things that we never thought we would do, and we regret forever. That's what that story is really talking about. Jealous, God. I don't think that enough. Say that again. Say it again. Jealous. Right here. Jealous. Jealous. Blessed is the jealous God. When God says, worship me and me alone, what is he saying? First of all, he's confessing that there must be other gods in Egypt. See, in Islam, they make the statement, and they say, Allah is the most merciful. And the question should be out of what? Because if you're the only God, and the only God with that kind of power, then you should have no fear of rivalry. If I, if I was the only cowboy, I don't have to worry about there being no other cowboy. But if there's other cowboys, and I want your full attention, I say have no other cowboy, because if you do, I'm jealous. Because I'm the cowboy that gave you your cowboy suit. I made you my image after my likeness. So don't go off to no other God. That, that confession in the Bible tells you there's other God. That God is worried about them. Your brother. Yes. That God, and I'm jealous. Don't worship nobody but me. <laughs> How can God get jealous of another being? Unless this, there are other beings equal to them. Muslims say all the time. They say, I bear witness what? There's only one God, Him alone shall you worship. Right? La ilaha illallah. There's no God but Allah, they say. Why would I have to keep saying that? I worship Allah alone. I worship Allah alone. There's no God but you. There's no God. You are Akbar. Allahu Akbar. What's the translation? To them, Allah is the greatest. To them, the greatest out of what? How could God be the greatest of anything? How can He be compared to anything? Or you know what I'm saying? 
they, their, their very own doctrine is a confession of their own fears and weaknesses. The almighty, powerful, loving being that terminates through all of us has no fear of nothing, cannot be challenged, cannot be altered, cannot be added to, and cannot be taken away from. That's why we here in the Wapians refer to him as, or I shouldn't even say him, refer to him as the all. The all. And the all is defined as relating to this side, our physical. It will be just all when we shed the physical and we live in an ethnic or spiritual state. But in the physical, things must be, must be defined by some for weight. Then we become definite articles. God, the God. That's why when you ask the Muslims to translate the word Allah, they say El Ilah, the God. You see, that's a definite article, a noun. A noun is a person. So how can he be the God and a noun? A lady in Arabic, unseen. Anything that is a person, place, or thing can be seen. So the Quran in the next verse says to believe in the baby, the unseen thing, something, nothing. You see that? Something. Density, weight, content, the sum. They spell it S-O-M-E when they want to spell it S-U-M. G-H-I-N-G, something. Anything that is something has weight. You follow that? Anything that exists without weight is nothing, no thing. No is abbreviated N-O as number without weight or content before hydrogen. So the divine exists in a world of nothingness. And we exist in a world of something. And then something. And God is the something. And we are the some. And that's why we are called being. And he's called the supreme being. Your father? And that is all on the physical side of things. But to get to the bosom you must get past the physical world and into the ethnic world, which is nothing, no weight, no density, no space. And if they say that's impossible, then tell me how love makes people kill each other. You can't weigh love, right? But you can feel love, and a broken heart can kill a man, give a man a cardiac arrest. His heart will, will cease to function because a woman leaves him or vice versa. And they call and say, he died of a cracked, broken heart. Where the untangible becomes tangible. It affects the tangible.
series of tapes, Psychology vs. Theology, were recorded from classes held this year with the master teacher, Dr. Malachi Z. York, also known to us as Naya Malachi Zaduk L. and Avenue Rakta, our own Pharaoh. Now listen with an open mind and heart as our grandmaster inflames you with only the truth. Allow your inner life to flow again and stamp out misinformation with only the facts. And now listen to the Supreme Grandmaster, Naya Malachi Zaduk L. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
gave it to me, and I did it. Not a woman said. And the Lord God said, Under the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent tricked me, beguiled me, and I did it. The devil tricked me. So the devil did something evil. Before she knew what good and evil was. And then she learned good and evil after the devil who did something evil. They even do something evil. That wasn't evil. Because she learned good and evil. Doesn't that sound like a bunch of humble jumbo? Yeah. Now that it's a post sound, I was not supposed to be able to understand. So we just go all blind face like what these things do. And then accept it. Because it sounds like if you complicate it all, okay, not the city bridge. Or the mouth of the city bridge. I'll give you a little and now that we are waking up, coming out of a coma state, that was being this We're starting to see things. You take this story. We want you now. If you take this story to your local church, they're going to stone you, you know. <laughs> they're going to say, what manner of blaspheming person is you listen to? Come and hell with that stuff. You better not bring that stuff in the day. It's not going to they don't want me out here. This has to go wrong. I'm going to go ahead. Hold on. Continue to down for a bunch of more stuff where they say the devil's seed, the woman's seed. How does the devil get a seed? Snakes don't have seeds in their head. The serpent head is not a snake. So how do you get on the devil all around and eat the dust? Snakes don't eat dust. Now, the last part of that. After Adam and Eve ate of the apple, did they die? Did God say when they eat, they're going to die? Did the devil say that's not true? Who's the liar? You think about which one of them told me to. I'm not telling you to believe the devil. I'm saying you the one of the God and you the one of the devil. It's a bunch of crap. Something plays up. So we don't realize that we are the God and that we are the devil. Human beings. There's good amongst us and there's bad amongst us. There's white devils and black devils and white angels and black angels. And I'm a hard time finding white angels. <laughs> yes,
Yes, quantum physics is within the all also. Quantum physics is boundaries within the all of me. If I get extreme left and I reach the epitome of what I can be, right? And of course, if I'm extreme left, there's definitely extreme right or south or north. That would be a, the, the ultimate of quantum. Quantum physics confines it to a possibility where the all takes it to an impossibility for comprehension or logic. I know, I'm taking you to the dot, and from the black dot, you'll start the journey. And you will determine how far you want to take it back. But when I finish teaching you, the rest is going to start happening in your head anyway. You might take this chapter up and by yourself later. I'm taking you to quantum, and now I move back into all. And I'll meet you down there later. I'm not, folks. If you meet me in 10 years, we'll be standing at another point in quantum. If I'm saying I've been made here, I'm going to go first. So, how far can you go? <laughs> no, we can't. We can just keep going. We are. Infinite. No more for it. Infinite is in infinite. Infinite state. We can go to Infinite is in the also. Is that in Hebrew, 
when we use the word God, A, Y, A. This is your one, two, three, four. There are no vowels in there yet. You know what I'm saying? And that's why they don't know where it's Yahweh. They're taking this letter here and they change the thing. Okay? But it's really Yah. Right? This is Yah. This is a template that symbolizes the hand. They go Yah, Yah. These are two separate words from the ancient Kuni form, which means good and evil. And they represent two different brothers. One was a Yad brother, and the other was a Wild brother. The Yad brother was called Inlil. And the Wild brother was called Inti. The word Ki means earth, where the word Yadi and Yadi from. The word Nil comes from Inlil, but where the Muslims stole the word Allah from the ancient Sumerians from the sky, Inlil. And the word In, this is a symbol of Noah, so many people are descending. Alright? One has been placed over the earth, and one has been placed over the heavens. And uh, Anu is the ruler of that heavenly sky. They were placed in specific points, while the Bible says God is God of the heavens and the earth in the point. About, this is where the Tetra Hebrew, in Hebrew is coming from. But the Jehovah Witnesses are using and, and this is using wrong. They're not doing their research to find out that the Torah, especially the first Seven chapters of the Tanakh, as you say in Hebrew, was taken from a book called the Inuvahish. The seventh chapter was taken from the Torah as a Gilgamesh epic, which tells the story of Noah as a certain official, the real story. The other one is called the Inuvahish. I know, Inish, when on Inu, when on high, meaning before we came to earth, we had records called Akasha. When we came to earth, we kept records. These records were taken by mortals, sold by an individual called Sin, from the word Sin, raised the word Sin from, which represents the moon deity again. The word moon deity, stole the records and plagiarized the book you're calling the Bible, the Old Testament. And meanwhile, the Inumayish consists of seven tablets, is because that is the, the number of the mystic number of this Bible. Seven days creation, seven this, seven that, but they are in the memory of the fact that they stole seven chapters and made this fire. Like he said, this is crap. They took our story, messed them up, added to them, and it don't even make sense when you analyze them. But you start to find out who created the devil, comes out of God made them. You find out, find out where, where the devil was when after the fourth earth was shaped. He had to be under the sea because he saw God holding above the water. So the spirit of God was holding above the water. When we can see that, it's going to be easy to walk. You start pointing away, you're going to kill you. And as you start pointing, things just don't make sense because they trade you out of wrong. The same way the 5% came in, took the teachers of our life on the so called lesson, changed them up, made mistakes, now they got to reinterpret their own way. It don't make sense. Because Crown 13 doesn't fit it out of law.
where exactly was Adam created? Exactly. Give me a geographical location. Where? They don't know. Where did North Ark land exactly? They did not, but they say Mount Gold, where's Mount Gold? It's nowhere in Jerusalem, they made it on Mount Gold. Where did Moses meet God on Mount Gold? Mount Sinai, there's no such thing called Mount of Sin, the moon mount, but it works for the moon God. And that's why he has a top of there with the calf horn, representing the ancient people, the two horns representing the rest. They don't know. They stole our culture and they turned it into religion. And sent it back to us at Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And we run around, hurting people out over the Bible. Heaven and the first 
first earth were passed away and they were, there was no more sea. The way you look at things now, heaven and earth and sea will be gone. This is in Bible, book of Revelation, chapter 21, prophesied. And John, son of Zebedee, received while in our house in prison. You follow? And he was a high he did his message out and his disciples took his message to write his out. They cut it out. Okay. And here it says, And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride. Are gone for us. But when Baratron said, he saw a fine saucer and nine hundred of us, the whole machine of all the newspaper called men But they were right there by John, who's the first so called beloved disciple of Jesus, described seeing a fine saucer. He said, I and I, John, saw a holy sea, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven. And you go back to the Lord's prayer in Matthew chapter 6, it says, Our Father, who art in heaven, John saw a whole sea coming down out of heaven from God. And now behind hell, they said, this big massive light falling down the side of the earth. And they said it was intelligent. And they were like, what heavy thing is out? Then go to Nike's and try to run up and get like <laughs> They ain't coming for them. And they know they're not coming for them now. So they know James is they miss with So the government shot at it. And now you see, Hellbox has turned. Right after they said, they have now developed a new type of aircraft to carry the new type of warhead. And one of them, disappeared on the news right now. And they had audacity to say, we think the man was having a depression, and he was might have been trying to commit suicide. Anybody in here that has ever been in the military knows they're not going to let no man without an argument with his wife test a new high-tech craft. Come on, y'all. Right. All y'all in the military, nobody not know that. We know they're not. They got to go to 54 psychiatry before they go into the air. Mm-hmm. You have to prove their mental state, especially taking up bombs. Now, he has disappeared. Now, they got smart bombs that can shoot their way into a window that small from 10,000 feet, but they can't find a whole jet car, you know, 10 miles, 20 miles, and you. They were shooting up there. And they told you, my new, that something told <laughs> That the sun had exploded. The first time they'd ever seen the sun explode like this. And from the sun, a massive ball was coming here in one day, 93 million miles away. But it was supposed to take them months to get to the moon, months to get to Mars. But it was to hear from the sun in one day. Now they just told you that they can get from this planet to the sun in one day. And Einstein has already broke down the speed of light, how the power of the speed of light, hands down. But this thing that was on its way to Earth, turned. And right after that, now you look up here about the curve. They're trying to send it towards Earth. Because their prophecies are one word, so they're not meaning right with the Earth. Are we going in? Say right here in your Bible again. Here it says in Revelation chapter 9. And the fifth angel sounded, 
and I saw a star fall from heaven upon the earth, and to him was given the keys of the bottomless pit. So the earth has a pit in We call it Shabbat from other stuff. He said it's not there. They say that this, this stone or this star is going to hit the earth, it's going to go straight down and open up the bottomless pit. Not the bottomless pit of the lake of fire, because that does not have another penetration to get the lake. Now watch this. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a great smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great sun. And the sun and the air were all darkened by heat of the smoke of the pit. Called a mushroom. Divided women and a dust cloud. And they came out of the smoke smoking. Smoking don't fly to smoke, no insects. Smoking. Upon the earth, it came out of smoke and came inside the land of earth. And it came out of the smoke smoking upon the earth. And unto them was given power. Someone gave Moses power? All of them were given power as the softening of the earth are power. Number four. And it was commanded then that they should not hurt. Someone tells a locust not to hurt something. Shall not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their forehead. So somebody is commanding these locusts to came out of the earth and tell them don't mess with the trees and anything like that just human beings who have not been marked. Now also at 13 they think about the mouth of me. Go on. And then it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. Holy radiation for us, five months. And their torment was as a torment of a scorpion. When he strikes a man, or a man is stung by a scorpion, he swells up, he gets up. And in those days shall man seek death and shall not find it. They'll want to die when their body is healed, and the skin is falling off from the, from the bottom. Okay? And in those days man shall seek death and shall not find it. And shall desire to die, and just shall flee from them. They'll be allowed to lay here and suffer. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horse prepared for battle. Locusts don't fly in formation. So get around with the locusts up. And on their heads were as the crowns of gold. They saw the sun's light reflecting off the gold of the windows of the clouds. They were flying in formation because you need gold to stand for the sun. You understand that? And their faces were the faces of men. Hide a fight when they draw on it, it's not that to draw on the faces of men to cheat on the Obama. And they hear, as they hear of a woman, and their teeth were the teeth of mine. And they really say, one, they look like human beings, so they cry. And they had you look up and saw the iron on folks. You know what that locust was like? But if it's a middle class and I'm John, some dirty, in the year 96, I don't know what the plane is yet. When I look up and I see all the smoke, I see these things come out of my eyes and smoke fire in formation. They look like, uh, you ever see the, 
so as not to have the concept of many women in cyborg deadlines. No, 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 you have a lot to do. Your lifestyle, your, your diet, your life, as your medic, has a lot to do with you, but you can incarnate. Incarnate is all you need to become That's all you need to become conscious. Well, you can't get what you're doing here. I didn't want to be, but I like to be on that. I didn't want to be on that. I didn't want why would you believe that wrong? Well, so I can have the second piece. Why did you believe that accidentally got another? No, no, that's the same fact. Because when we were this mad, there's not a lot, okay? So when we do our calculations, and judging the 4,004 who is Adam of the Bible, right? That is, that is the devil. And this is also the same law of Canaan for Lebanon.
Complete the seven for seven cycles. And he'll be released from that chain.
If all man, all of them were, if he sent his son, it's inside here. It's our soul. 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 It's our it has gas fire, it has a wood fire, it has a coal. How many kinds of fire? It needs kind of fire to burn it. It's not about which, but it needs oxygen to burn. And you get that oxygen as you breathe in. And it kills in your lungs. Yes. Now, now, there were one time. Now, there were a lot of things that were dangerous when they first came out, like soldiers and things and all that. They come to because they be affected by radiation worse than we do. He realized that then he saw the fact that the mushroom saw his work. They get in there and fuse right out. Yes. Yeah, talk about how the temperature above uh keeping the inner sun from making contact with the outer sun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you had a picture in one of your books where the fact oh, yeah. they're gonna beat us up over
There really are no oceans on the planet Earth. That is a lie. There's no such thing as Atlantic, the Pacific, African, you know, because they're all one. You know, I'm the right to separate the water. The land has to give you the impression that you separate the water. But if you go south, you can travel from the Indian Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean straight to the Pacific Ocean. One has a border and the land has a chicken. And therefore we get chemical change because the fact is uh let's say the fact uh let's say America produces certain things like spring and coal and other plants, other parts of the might produce other things. I would think it this way. If you're driving from New York to New Jersey, right? To what happens is as an individual your vehicle passes about 10 different chemical plants. Now, if you stay in this area here alone, these other chemicals won't kill you and they won't damage you. But when you drive across country and you don't analyze the chemical plants that's in that route, as you're driving, you breathe this chemical, and you breathe this chemical, and you breathe this chemical, and if any three of these chemicals mixed together, fuse in some kind of a bacterial germ, like Johnny, you hit your car and you don't even know why. This is what happens. The sandstorm, the establishment of the planet, the ecology of the planet, right now, the planet is in a total sham. Every place but where you're standing. That's our forces seem to be working around New Orleans. Every place Caucasians are right now on the planet, there is suffering. There is blood. There is wind. There is storm. There is hurricane. Back to back. They had downfall inside hell. Following this the other day. While we're talking right now, the news is on some other part of the planet where Caucasians are. This is not just taking place in America. It's taking place in Russia. It's taking place in Australia. It's taking place all over the planet. Australia, they have an ozone hole that's opened up. It's not affecting the Aborigines. It's affecting the Caucasians. Nature is wiping out. And I'm saying that today that because we have different chemicals on different parts of our planet, because the planet broke off from something else, the winds of the vortex. Highly chemical and poisoning the air more and more, and our atmosphere is constantly changing. We're getting more ultraviolet, more gamma, and it in itself is like taking things and putting a pot and cooking it and watching things. We are slowly but surely metamorphosizing into some new kind of creature. Human beings are changing, even the way they look is beginning to change because the environment will change the way you look. If the air continues to get sick, the nostrils will grow. If that thick air has a lot of dust in it, more hair will go out and over. If the winds get heavy and sand, the eyes will change. The only audience don't have chinky eyes, they lack lids because they're different. That's another one in the game, chinky eyes. They don't have chinky eyes, they lack lids. They're eyelids, okay? So as the science stated, we are the people that human beings are changing. We're getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Human beings are not as tall as they used to be, not as wide as they used to be. Now people are slowly but surely disappearing. People here, well, can't hear anymore. Anything is what? Every time somebody says something to you, huh? You can't hear anymore. You can't see. People who don't wear um, bifocals or glasses are switching to see. Why? Because of the amount of fumes and poison and oils and atmosphere in the eyes and the slime. You are dying. You're getting sicker and sicker every year, and there's nothing you can do. They can take you right now, isolate you, 
and have you sit up. If you say you stay there for a week, you can sit, sit up maybe uh, a glass full of black stuff that's inside your lungs. If they can get you to clean out your bowel system, your colon, still way up in your bloodstream, and it's why you're sick, you got headaches, you are dying. I mean, it's not about the white man cutting your head off. Mother Nature is killing him and it's affecting you. But he is dying faster than you. He knew that. Amorites are dying like you would not believe. Something? They've done everything they can to prevent their death, but they can't. That's what uh, the storm and stuff is going on. And he is enforced to, 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 to change this in ecology. He's enforced to lift the sky. As he lifts for seven days, he lifts the sky. That means when you look up, you see these jets and they pull the clouds together, but it can keep the rain. It cannot let the sun continue to go to the pillar. And you're trying to stay south as long as you can. Don't go north. He's going north. Stay south. It will have to get out of here. You cannot take the sun. Until you bring a Bible to truth, 
A body that matches up with scientific science. Facts. So God would know. I mean, right? God would know that when God looked at male and female, God looked beyond the skin, the flesh, and he looked down into the chromosomes and the genes, in the DNA, and the RNA, and the X's, and the Y. God can see that far. Can he not? So now, when God sees a man walking, and he sees the X and Y chromosome, and he sees a woman walking, and he sees two X chromosomes, doesn't God know that Y is linear? That one of the limbs on it is broken, if you can take an X and Y chromosome and X and X and lay it on top of it, and the X and Y can merge into the X and X, but it goes the other way, it doesn't happen. Wouldn't God see that? Wouldn't God know mitochondria DNA is? Wouldn't God know what the ball of the land is? Wouldn't he know that women were men and men were women in the womb? Yeah, women have prostate brands like men did. Yeah, women have penises like men did. And that everything came from her. He has everything we have. That's it. And we have things that he doesn't have? No. We have things that she has that she uses, and we got it done. Got it done. We got things in our bodies, and on our bodies. You know what I'm Women got things on their bodies, and we got our bodies, that they use, and we don't. Say that. You don't better be me, but you have breath called hips. But this one here is just for the children, I would say. Why is it that we have breath of no use? And the sole purpose of breath is to produce a manual fluid for management. And breastfeeding the young. He's in a palace. Who must have been first? If all animals depend on the breast milk for sustenance, how could we have been here first without having to feed the breast milk? And any doctor will tell you if you investigate what is in a woman's breast milk. Every nutrient, vitamin, pure water, everything that makes you intelligent. People that have not been breastfed is improving. They're not as smart as people who've been breastfed. They're not as calm. They're not as healthy. Now you know why we're standing here. I'm talking about breastfed. And they're laughing with breastfed. They're walking out with you, and when you say they make it wrong, huh? You know, remember that? The guy will get downstairs, and then he say, let the keys to the dog. You tell me to give it to you. I thought we were going to give them a little bit of love. Or you're kidding me. You know what I'm saying? Well, see, that guy didn't do his best thing. Now, some of y'all are looking at me in a very serious look in your face. And I understand, or I take that, and she probably didn't get his best thing. You know, especially with our sister, you know
and they didn't have tablets and toilets and what's the other name? Cinderella. They didn't have it. They didn't have it, right? So now, how was Adam fit before Eve? He was a baby, according to him, God said, boom, and a baby in his body. Unless you want to tell you the story now about growing the baby, the baby grow man. You can do that too, we don't mind. But if you grow man, and he just says, boom, and he told me how it was. Well, he's 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, how old was he? Why did God think that is? Because every stage of our life has something to do with our development. So we were created without a childhood. Psychologists like Sigmund Freud will tell you, you have mental problems. So if Adam didn't have a childhood, then he was a mental case. In the garden, all the other things. If you want to analyze these things nowadays with the data available and start really looking at them and scrutinize them scientifically, things start to change. We need to perceive that we have bread called chest. Because we don't want to say bread. But don't use it. A woman has everything we have. Her body even produces semen or mucus in her system. You understand that? Some women have internal organs. You realize that some women have internal organs and some women have external organs? Men only have external organs. Again, she has something in nature that she does that we don't do. We must have overtaken one side of her nature. We didn't take the side of nature that says internal orgasm. We didn't take the side of nature that produces a fluid to breastfeed our young. Whose hair grows the longest? Then, men or women. Now, it's what is here. But what is it? What produces it here? You need to grow feeling about it. And that's the eye the strength of the whole body. So, speaking from that standpoint of view, all women strong in men. You know what I'm saying? Well, what standpoint are men strong in women? Physically? Did you have a baby? Just imagine, first of all, before you even go, just imagine basketball coming out. The thought of that just makes you go. <laughs> and then you're doing that, don't smiling. Don't sound cursing your eyes out. But they do it. They lay there, they suffer, they scream, they swirl, they scream, they type, they oh, oh, oh. I'm just a meal, this is real. And I let you get my nigga home and I'm like, I'm okay, and I'm not just too weak. They die like this. <laughs> and you like, I ain't gonna go there. You think as a man for the men, would you? You know basketball, and the first thing comes to your mind when you come home and you jump back to do the same thing again? And someone will get pregnant. 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 Remember all you men who've been around with women delivered. What do you look like? What they were going to? Remember the expressions on their face, and when they saw them squeeze something to the blood that they had, and their hair was white, and you're going to be like, I'm going through with this baby with you.
many men would do that for you? <laughs> I go to How many men would do that and, and only once? Lubricant 
lubricant of water that is producing the hormone so that it is actually fighting against her invading the baby and killing it. When the, when the, when the brain does not figure this properly, you hear me? And it doesn't send enough of these defense mechanisms, there's a miscarriage. Right? If too many of these things get in the bloodstream and into the baby, when the baby is born, within six to eight weeks, there's cradle death. It still attacks babies. They'll tell you they don't know what cradle death is, because they don't know. <laughs> but it's a scientific fact. So now, what actually happens is, the baby in the womb of the human female as a mammal is living in a sack of water. Has anybody here been raised on phone? You see a hen laying egg, right? Does it come out hard or soft? A lot of, a lot of city folk might not know that. When a, no, not everybody does. Uh, when a hen lays an egg, it's soft. You follow? And then when it hits the air, it begins to harden. The same thing happens with the placenta of the woman. When they first remove it from the woman, it's soft. And in a couple of minutes, it starts to harden up the clock. Where am I reaching at? I'm reaching at the fact that women have an egg inside of them. Did they really give birth to an egg? But unlike the, the chickadee, it cracks the shell on the outside of the body. You call it my water breaking. And the egg breaks inside and the baby comes forth. And sometimes they'll say the egg collapsed and put a thin veil over the baby's face. And uh, let's say the medieval doctors who didn't quite understand what that meant said that baby was born with a seventh veil. Had a, had a veil over his face. That's a mystical baby. He's going to be psychic or clairvoyant or something. That passed all the way down to grandma saying seventh kid, seventh kid of a seventh kid has a seventh veil on his face. All that was was the shell of the egg collapsing. What are we saying here? We're saying that human beings are a form of mammal that has an egg inside, and the baby is developed in a liquid substance, so thus the baby is breathing with gills and does not inherit its lungs until it comes, and sometimes in the hospital, they have to pump water out of the baby's lungs, showing that it's just like the, the movie of The Bitch.
because if you rule like the power of unquestionable authority, you might not pick that nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you had your choice, I ain't gonna put nobody on the spot. If you had your choice, you might not be sitting next to that nigga there. You might have told something better. So men are gonna keep control. But as long as we keep control, we made a choice. That's the greatest thing. Women today are still having children without men. It's about that. It's a they have virgin conception without men. Women's glands can produce the serum that she can have a child without a man. Now this is a fact. Go to hell. Martino Genesis. That's what it's called. Martino Genesis. Look it up. It's about how women can have children without men. They'll start off by just saying how uh, you know virgin birth, but then don't stop there. Keep going, and you'll find out the women don't need them.
you reach in, grab her hand and help her down. While y'all got on sweatpants and sneakers, they're only going to stop off at a donut shop. Let people look at all What the heck is that? When we have in the Waffle Ball, you know that that New Year's that they celebrate is in recognition of Mother Hathor. Did you know that? Oh, yes, it is. Let's bring it back to that reality. Let's bring it out. Let's bring the power and the glory of our women out. You women who are raising these young ladies, teach them to be feminine. Teach them to be wise, not cunning and manipulative. That's what society teaches people. In order to survive, you must manipulate. Don't teach them that. You follow me? Teach them how to be women. Teach them to be goddesses. Teach them to be proud, but not boastful. Not ego-tripping. Kind, but not so kind as to give away everything that a family needs. But extremely wise. A wise woman outweighs a man with understanding. You know that? But if you sisters have been sitting back and letting it be us, Dr. Ben, Dr. Khalid, Dr. Jeffrey, Dr. Malachi Leoff, Minister Farrakhan, Reverend Ike. You know what I mean? Uh, Yahweh Ben Yahweh. What else? Sweet Daddy Day, Promise 13, 36 of Summer X. Malcolm X, Dr. Martin Luther King. Not Queen. Well, Father Divine, the Prophet, Noble Duali, the Honorable Messenger, Elijah Muhammad. Campo, Bishop Campo. Now, long we can go on, Marcus Moses, David, Haile Selassie, the great lion of Judah, the Emperor, the Emperor. That wasn't a joke, that was a mistake. You with me? Who? Mandela. Imagine what his wife went through. I think, brothers, if you look at the world and how long we've been doing it and how poor of a job we've been doing, if we start letting the woman do it, then there'll be a change. Yeah, let's get it. I'm going to go out and 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 get it. I'
نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له الحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله والي الكريم وصلى الله على أنبياء أجمعين والمسيح والمحتي والمجدد لمن مرسلين Are we not the bearers of witness that nothing will exist if Allah didn't create it? And that he is alone and has no part. And that all gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sustainer of all the boundless universes. All gratitude is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the generous eternal friend. And send salutations of Allah on all of his prophets and his apostles. And on the Messiah, the anointed one. And on the Mahdi, the God, and on the Mujahid, the Reformer, which was all sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send greetings and we send peace throughout the boundless universe to all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. You are now listening to The True Light with Asayid Al Imam Isa Al Hadi Al Mahdi. Understanding that the cherubim of the negative angels and the seraphim of the positive angels, and they are people who are spiritual descendants of these two natures, then why is it so hard for the people who feel that they are of the seraphim to dwell in the tabernacle? All of those people that are seraphim are magnetically attached to the community. Regardless of how far they travel or what they see or where they go, they have this desire to come into the tabernacle. Anyone who is at the door of the tabernacle is just listening like the Quran says there are angelic beings who listen at the door when the Holy Quran is being recited only to take those recitations out and pervert them many people whether they're black or white have become cherubim when they were seraphim by nature even the angel himself Azal and Lucifer was an angel of pure light he chose to go bad so black people can go bad so when you stall at the gate, shaitan gets the best of you. He catches you when your confidence is down. He stands at the door, it says in Genesis, and waits for your confidence to drop. He waits at your weak point. He sends out slanders like he did to Job. He kept sending men in his image to tell Job how the Lord has killed his family. And he kept saying, I alone have survived to tell you this. You gotta be careful because many people who have the essence of a seraphim, a seraphim are, are the pure archangels for those who want to know, and the cherubim are the wicked angels who fought against them before judgment. Many of them transform from angels of pure light into angels of fire and never even know it. Still say they're Muslim, still with the God, still say they're praying. That's another mistake a lot of pale Arabs tell people that Shaitan doesn't pray. That's not true. Shaitan will pray. And his evil servants will also pray. And they will come in a mosque and pray next to you. They will read with you the Quran. They will try to guide you through the scriptures their way. They'll not guide you on the Surah from the Faqir. They'll not guide you to the covenant. They'll guide you their way. And they'll keep on telling you this is how it really is. This is true Islam. This is the real way because the majority of the educated Arabs accept it. All those People who are educated in those different universities of Al-Islam are not the ones Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides. Those are the ones that professors and teachers of different schools of thought guide. It's a big difference. So the point I'm trying to make is a seraphim knows where he belongs and goes there. His father, that's why he says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. 
when that spirit was restored to David, when he had his soul restored, he said he restored my, my soul. Then he followed by and leading me to the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You see that? And he also left by saying, I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now I'll dwell outside with my opinions. And you better be very careful, especially you people in there who might be sincere about those people who sit at the door of the community. They've been in, they observe a certain amount, and they sit at the door and pretend they're here, and they're out teaching just like us, pretend they're us, never have no intentions of being in here. They're more of the devil's children than they are of Ansar. They have came in and have turned back. The Quran refers to them as the monastic, the monastican, or some people translate it as a hypocrite, or the real word is monastic means a divider, a divider. He divides himself from the community in certain aspects and pretends he's in with us at other times. He says he's with us. He says he's like us. He says he believes in the teachings. He says he'll, he'll, he, uh, the Imam he says his leader, etc., etc., but he's not in. He says, because I don't like this and I don't like that. This doesn't go this way and I heard this and I heard that. That is not a seraphim. That is a cherubim in black skin. And he can be as confused about whether or not he is a fallen angel as you can be about whether or not you are a rising angel. Inside his body, there's turmoil or legions pulling him in different directions. That is the devil getting the best of us, because the righteous come in. The righteous are looking at the signs of the time, and they come in. They don't waste no time. They're looking at the world, the events of the world, they're looking at plagues and diseases, and they, they go right in. You understand what I'm saying? If you want to read the Revelation, and get a better understanding, the 19th chapter. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Allahumma, or hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord, our creator, which they say is God. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he has judged the great whore, which is Babylon, the city that you're in which did corrupt the earth, the whole world, with her fornication, and has avenged the blood of his servants and her hands, being the prophets and the saints that this harlot has destroyed, just to prevent the truth. And again, they, meaning the righteous inside heaven, who made it to heaven, which you read the 23rd chapter, which is referred to as the crystal city, said, Allahumma, or hallelujah, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. This is all a continuation of the book of Revelation, chapter 18, about the smoke of Babylon. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped Allah that sat on the throne saying, Amen. It's over, meaning. Hallelujah. Okay? And a voice came out of the throne saying, Alhamdulillah. Praise our Creator, Allah. All ye his servants, and ye that fear him, taqwa, that's mustaqim, both small and great, be he a king or a servant. And I heard, as it were, a voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a mighty thunder, saying, Hallelujah. That was an applause to the righteous who endured to the end, who got the crown of life, who stayed in the tabernacle, will be saying, Hallelujah, that it's over. For the Lord, Allah, omnipotent, reigneth. 
the steps above all ye gods and the Messiah and all of your prophets. Now the whole boundless universe who is Rabbil Alameen, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is Malik al-Yawmuddin. He now rules as omnipotent source over all. Let us be glad and rejoice. Remember Jesus said rejoice and be exceedingly glad because great is your reward in heaven. Speaking about the people who would be slandered and persecuted and spoke out against false. He said blessed are the persecuted. Remember that? Blessed were man shall revile thee and say all manners of evil against thee falsely for my name's sake because great is your reward in heaven. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, he says. You understand? So it's the people we're talking about on the inside that we have to worry about people reviling and saying all manners of evil against us. They have all kinds of stories about Jama Ansarullah and the Islamic Hebrews. It tells us to rejoice, to be exceedingly glad. And it follows up on that last day in the, in the seventh uh, verse of the 19th chapter. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has made herself ready. And throughout the scriptures, whenever they speak of the marriage of the Lamb, they say it's to the tabernacle of the Most High. They say that it comes down as prepared as a bride, which we'll read as we go on. You'll prove it. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed. That means you were given the right. That's why it says it was granted that you should wear your white. It was granted that you should be arrayed in fine linen. Many Christian preachers try to imply that this wearing of white is a symbolic of your purity. No, it uses the word linen, which is a cloth. A white cloth that John the Baptist and all the righteous have known for centuries to wear. And now if you go look to you see all of them come from different parts of the world wearing all kind of flowery colors and stupid costumes. But when they get around Beit Haram in Mecca, around the Kaaba, Allah Ta'ala tells them, be like Nabi Ibrahim al-Hanifan and wear that white, that simple white. But all throughout the Quran it tells us to be like Nabi Ibrahim. But they feel they can wear any color when they're outside of Mecca. No, Allah Ta'ala tells us by Hajj, by the pilgrimage, by the Hajj, that we should be wearing white at all times. And that's kind of our But it's also the garment of the righteous. Clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. That means we are living in the image and following in the sunnah of all of those prophets who was up until Rasulullah, alayhi salatu wasalam, Muhammad, who was the seal of all of those prophets. Number nine. And he said unto me, Write, speaking to John, of course, Write, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true saying of Allah. I fell at his feet to worship him. John, when he heard this, on the fall down and prostrate himself at the feet of the angel, who was Mikael, the one who walks him through the book of Revelation, to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou, do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren, that have the testimony of Isa. I am one of your brethren, for Jesus said, I send this angel in, in Revelation chapter 1, to signify my word, you see. And he's telling him, I'm also a testimony, because you're speaking in the reign of Jesus' time, where John, where the kalima would be completed with the word becoming flesh as Jesus, not as Muhammad at that time. 
So they would say, La ilaha illallah, Isa, Rasulullah. The way we after Muhammad came say, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad, Rasulullah. So that's why he claimed testimony to Jesus at this point, because Muhammad had not yet come. He was speaking about the future world. Worship Allah, though. He made sure he could have the testimony of Jesus. Worship who? Worship Allah. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So the testimony of Jesus is merely a spirit of prophecy. But your worship is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only. He's alone, has no partner. And I saw heaven open. And behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes were flames of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with the vestures dipped in blood, and his name is called Kalim, Allah, the word of Allah. In the Holy Quran, it teaches that Jesus was called Kalim Allah also. He was still had the word of Allah with him. All right? And the armies which were in heaven, notice for that, followed him upon the white horse, clothed in linen, white and clean. Now this is talking about after a thousand years, million, when the 144,000 had been taken up to the crystal city, there to be groomed by the Messiah, Isa and Maryam, who even in Al-Islam we acknowledge, or you acknowledge, would return. You follow? Now the devil had been locked up for a thousand years and let loose on the world. Like he does in the book of Job. He let loose on the world a total temptation of all humanity. And at this point, those who had been in heaven for a thousand years, those first resurrectionists, are being ready to come back to wage war against the devil. I feel sorry for you people who don't make the first resurrection. Because when the devil is let loose from the pit on earth, he's going to wreak havoc that you've never felt before. And his day is approaching. Fifteen. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it he could smite the nation. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treateth the winepress. What are we speaking about? He's talking about the judgment that the Messiah and the 144,000 is going to pass upon the world and upon Satan. He's going to judge people by the tongue out of his mouth. The two-edged sword out of his mouth is to cut up lies like a serpent, a sting. He's going to come forth with truth. The two-edged are backed up by the languages of prophecy, the speaking in tongues and in translation. To make things clear in language. This is the problem we have as teaching al-Islam here in America and trying to resurrect people is they say we, we spend too much time on the words. It's the meaning of words that makes the scriptures clear because they called him the word. So you've got to start with the word, the written word, and through that there you can make things clear. 
that said he's going to judge and rule by a rod of iron. There's going to be a lot of suffering. So they use that same reason, that rod, to calculate the number of the beast and to calculate those who are in the tabernacle from those who have given themselves over to become Gentiles. The wine press is mentioned as being as high as the bridle of a horse in Revelation, which is three feet from the ground, where the blood will run through the streets at the height of a bridle. A horse's bridle stands three feet from the ground. The force is the wrath of the Almighty Allah. These 144,000 will come forth with the power of Allah to sting the world. And he has on his vesture and on his side the name is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And the reason why they refer to Isa and Maryam as King of Kings and Lord of Lords is because David himself was a Messiah, which is clearly mentioned in Psalms chapter 2. Every time you see the word anointed in the Bible, the word anointed means Messiah, Messiah, or Mesha, or Misha, depending on whether it's Arabic, Aramic, or Hebrew. But they'll translate Messiah into the word anointed when they don't want to mislead people into the truth by accident. <laughs> so they make you think that anointed is one word and Messiah is the next. Any biblical or Bible dictionary, you look up the word Messiah, they'll translate it anointed. So they had to point out that this final Messiah here was king of kings. His judgment is greater than the book of the kings. So they had prophets who wrote the book called the Book of Kings. And David taught out of that stuff in the Psalms of Solomon. And they were saying that this one is the King of Kings. Because he comes with grace. Grace is nitma or forgiveness. And the Lord of Lords, he's over every rabbi that have ever existed. He's the master of all the rabbis. He no longer falls under Cohen. He no longer falls under Levitical law. Because he was not a Levite. So they had to establish that he was higher than all of them. Okay? And I saw an angel standing in the sun. And he cried with a low voice saying, To all the fowl that fly in the midst of the heavens, come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great Lord or the great creator. Why? Did this happen? Because if we go back to the book of the prophet Noah, alayhi salatu wasalam, and how he was summoned before the judgment of the world of his time to gather all the animals together. And then we're speaking about the judgment again. And remember, the first time the world was going to be judged, it was judged by water. But this time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, it shall be judged by fire. So he called the birds to bear witness. Number 18, that ye may eat of the flesh of the king and the flesh of the captain and the flesh of the mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. Of course, the next question comes up, what is he talking about, about eating the flesh? Do you people have a Quran in there? If you do, turn your Quran to Surah Al-Fil, 
which is the surah of the elephant. Will someone read it? Okay, this is the 105th surah of the Quran. In the history of Allah, from Abraham, in the name of Allah, and healed and merciful. As thou must seen how the Lord dealt with the people of the elephants. Because the people of the elephants were Abraham and then who came through Ethiopia, from to Yemen to Ethiopia, to try to take the Kaaba. Because they knew of the birth of the Prophet Muhammad alayhi And Allah Ta'ala protected the Kaaba this way. He came forth with elephants riding to, to conquer and stop all the people around the Kaaba and put their gods and their idols there. But Allah protected the Kaaba this way. Go ahead. Okay, second verse. Did he not manifest their scheming to destroy the Kaaba? Was given an error, the grave error? And consequently, on them he sent airborne flocks, throwing hot stones from Tajil. By throwing the stones from Tajil, he made their flesh raw, like kernels of quickly consumed corn and chewed hay. That's it. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alam tara kaifa fa'ala rabbuka bi ashabihim Alam yaj'al kaidahum fi ta'min war'assalaa 'alayhim tayrin abahil tarmihim bi hijaratin min sijjil faj'alahum ghasim makhul If you make note that tayrin in the third verse again, could you read it? Consequently, consequently, on them he sent airborne flocks. Thayrim, or the birds. He used, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used the birds. This, by the way, is where Al-Hishqaq got his picture concept. He used the birds to attack these people who came out against the Mecca while he was against the followers of Rasulullah alayhi salatu wasalam. This is how he protected them. And he will protect the 144,000 again when he calls the birds. I just want you to see that a lot of biblical quotes match directly to the Quranic meaning. If they just read the Quran, they'd see what they meant. If you ask the average Christian preacher what this is talking about, they wouldn't even know. Ezekiel 38:18 also will speak about it. 19, again. And I saw the beast and the king of the earth. And their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. So now the beast, the devil himself, had got his army together and they are preparing to war against El Messiah and the 144,000. Notice that this is a replica of that story in the Quran, Surah Tufir, when those horsemen on elephants came to make war against Mecca where Rasulullah Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam was demolished and fell. Number 20. And the beast was taken. And with him the false prophet. Not prophet. The false prophet. Because there will be a flatterer who is going to come in the name of the Messiah and deceive the world, Daniel Jesus. A false Christ. Who is going to rise up and fool the whole world. We call him Messiah as the Jazz. In Islam, many Muslims are going to drop their deen and follow this false prophet. 
that worked miracles before him. And his false prophet would have the power to perform miracles. Many times people ask me concerning Christian preachers and how do they heal. The devil has the power to heal. The devil was an angel. If I, you can heal in the name of Jesus Christ and be wrong. You can heal in the name of Buddhism and be wrong. With which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast. His miracles and his falseness as a false Christ is how he's going to deceive people and give them the mark. Now in Al-Islam, Rasulullah Muhammad alayhi salatu wasalam, throughout the hadith, they keep making mention of, you know, the followers of Masih al-Dijala because they'll have a kafir on their forehead, the letter K. Now what they have misinterpreted is that they have people looking for a letter K when it doesn't mean that. The letter K is symbolic of the kafir. And when you look at people who are living in the image of the beast, if you look at the Arab world today, and if you look at the president of Egypt, no beard, no tagir, suit, tie, he's dressed like any other Britishman. And the same thing would be Syria, Jordan, Morocco, and even Saudi Arabia, and up until recently, even the Sudan. These people are living in the image of the beast. Therefore, when you see them, you see a cave. You see a cather. They have the mark of the beast on them. The whole Muslim world is making a transition from following the sunnah of the prophet Muhammad, living the way he had prescribed for us to live, dressing the way he dressed, eating the way he ate, praying the way he prayed, and doing things the way he did it. Now we're following the hadith of men from different parts of the world who are all seeing them to suit their culture. Now there's Muslims dressing like Pakistanians and like Afghanistanians and some Arabs come here and they dress like Americans, throw on little silly hats and plaid shirts and, <laughs> and go to college here at NYU and give up total Sunnah and then call themselves Sunnis and look at an Ansar and say, we're not Muslim. What a joke. It tells you that you can expect to see them with the mark of the beast. And when one of them walks up to you in Arab, I don't care how, what country he's from, he walks up to you, the first thing you ask him, are you a Muslim? I ask him, is he a Muslim? And he says, yeah, I'm a Muslim. I'm from Egypt. Then that don't make you a Muslim. <laughs> Following the way of the Prophet Muhammad, he left two things for you, Quran or Sunnah. Following his way is what makes you a Muslim. And if I look at you from head to toe and I don't see you dressed in the likes of him, then you're not a Muslim. I don't care what white Arabs told you, how much flattery they give you, so that they can make friends with Christians and Jews after Allah tells us not to. Christians and Jews don't even understand their own doctrine. They're fighting each other. Holy Quran, chapter 2, verse 1 to 14 tells you that. They don't even know what they're talking about. They're fighting and they both have the same scripture. Or they're disputing about Abraham and their book came after him. Yet the Muslim world is trying to emulate all these kings are trying to act like and live like the American world. And I have a Muslim, you see, if he calls himself a Muslim and he's not in a Sunnah, say you're not a Muslim yet. Say you may be trying to become a Muslim. And I don't care if you're born in Sudan, or born in Egypt, or born in Morocco, or born in Saudi. And you're not just within the Sunnah, and you haven't found your way to the Sunnah, Rasulullah, don't tell me you're a Sunni. You're a hypocrite. And then, 
that worship his image. Our people now worship his image. Our women straighten their hair to put them in blue contact. Stop trying to live in his image and put back on your garb of righteousness. And all you people who slid out of your jealousy and slid back into American clothes and plaid caps and checkered shirts, slide right back into the path of righteousness. Because so judgment is near. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone, which is another word for sulfur. The 16th Revelation 13 chapter would also support that. And the remnant was slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowl were filled with their flesh. 15, 17 in Revelation, go back it up, and 18, as well as 17, 16 in Revelation, go back it up. Those that are left over after the devil and the false prophet is cast in a fire brimstone, then the 144,000 will destroy you themselves. You will be destroyed also. Those who are the remnant will be slain. You'll be destroyed. When we destroy you, we'll be with the tongue of our mouth. The way the Allah community is coming forth now into the world, and we put everybody on the spot, and we question everybody's teaching, and we make them question their leaders, and their leaders can't answer, so all they do is they don't believe those people. But you cannot stop the truth of the Ansar-Law community. And that's what they know. All of Sunni Muslims and the Shia and all the different groups and the Bilalians and the Black, and anybody that hates our community, they can talk about everything about our morality about the moral conduct. They can create all kinds of stories on, I heard this and I heard this. I heard he has all these millions of wives and all these millions. They can create all that everything. And you say, forget the man. Okay, he don't count. What about the truth? Let me ask you some questions about the Quran or about the scripture. It can't go. That's what you judge by. Let's read on. Now we move on to number 20. And I saw an angel come down. This is Mikhail from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and great chains in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. Revelation 12, 9. We'll give you another description of Satan. Now, Mikhail comes down after this. After that thousand year period, after they raised war, he grabbed the whole of Satan. The false prophet is already gone. Now Satan himself is left. What does he do with him? He's going to bound him up again. He bounds him a thousand years and gathers him into the bottomless pit and shuts him up and sets a seal upon him. You see that ring on your finger? It has a six pointed star and crescent. That ring you wear on your finger with the six-pointed star and crescent is the seal that can bound the devil. You can't get around it. How many of y'all who wear that ring have had a devil walk up to you and say, do you know what that means? And if you know it, bear witness. White man will see that ring on your finger and say, 
excuse me, can I see that symbol a minute? And his face will fall apart. He'll go, what does that mean? Is that, is that Islam? Is that Judaism? Ooh, what are you? You say, I'm an Islamic Hebrew. He goes, a what? An Islamic Hebrew. I follow the religion of Abraham. That's not possible. You can't be an Islamic and be a Hebrew. They say, you're right. You can. I can. I am the nation that Father Abraham was talking about. You knew I was coming. You knew I'd come like a thief in the night. You didn't think we were going to tell you it was here. While Honorable Elijah Muhammad was preaching, and while Noah Jualli was preaching, and while Sheikh Dawah was preaching, and while the Sunni Muslims and Ahmadiyya was preaching, we wasn't preaching, we were building. We came like a thief in the night. He just looked around, and we were here. When we looked around, the rest of them, they said, I just looked around, and they were gone. <laughs> he just looked around, and we're here. And now he has to contend with this new thing. Unstoppable. He knew it. But that seal, you better get your seal and keep it on because it's your protection against it. Don't let nobody fool you. Devils, because you 
our Lord and Savior Jesus called a human being a devil. He called him a devil because his devilish works and his actions and that he was a son of perdition, that he was going to betray him. You understand that? The white man has done everything to you that Judas has done to Jesus. Delivered you up to be killed, to be persecuted. He's crucified to be demasculated you. He's done everything that Judas did to Jesus. Lied on you, deceived you. He sits with you and eats and drinks with you, knowing he plans to stab you in the back. So don't be frightened when we call him a devil. He is the devil. He was the devil. <laughs> he always will be the devil. Look at the Holy Quran, chapter 1850. There's a Muslim who has this thing about worrying about the devil being a man. 18, chapter 50, right? And the book will be placed before them, and thou will see the guilty flow. They will be adorned therein with bracelets of gold, and will wear green garments of fine silk and heavy brocade, reclining therein upon rose couches. How good the reward, and how good the place of rest. They call them the guilty there, and they're dressing these guilty up with things. They're making it clear that they're talking about some type of person or some kind of being. They're not talking about some type of a spirit force. Thus did we make for every prophet an enemy. The devils from among men and gen. Where are the devils coming from? According to the Quran. Where okay. is the devil coming from? Amongst the is men. Just a spirit force, or are they human devils and physical devils according to the Holy Quran? The Holy Quran tells us that the prophets are opposed by these devils who are either human beings or jinn. Look at it right there. And thus did we make for every prophet an enemy, the devils from among men and gen. That's right. It says Nabian, Aduan, Shaitanin. El Insan Wajin. The Shaitan is coming from El Insan Wajin. And if you read the Holy Quran in the beginning, when Rasulullah Muhammad is receiving it, and the angel Gabriel came to him, he told him to read the name of his Insan. He used the word El Insan right there for human beings. Right? Iqrab is for a big galadi khalaq. Khalaq al Insan amin alaq. Khalaq al Insan amin alaq. I created human beings from a thick clock that is separated. Right here, he used the same term in the Holy Quran. That this insane and jinn. So shaitan is not just spiritual forces of jinn. Shaitan are also human beings. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. I don't know where they get their doctrine from. Read it again. And thus did we make for every prophet an enemy, the devils from among men and jinn. Go ahead, see what it say though. Some of them suggesting to others, vanish forthwith, vanish forthwith. They use the Arabic word, yuhi. Some of them inspire others. You know what I'm saying? A lot of Muslims are inspired by jinns to do certain things and by devils in human form coming out of Saudi and Egypt and different places and calling themselves Muslims. They use the word for word wahin, for inspiration. One of the ways that Rasulullah received the Holy Scriptures. The devil is using the same method to betray us. Go ahead, read it. Right. Some of them suggesting to others varnished falsehood to deceive them. And this is what they did. These men come here and they take and varnish over the truth with falsehood. They come over all these hadith and all these things that are taking us away from the Holy Scriptures. When you start talking to them and say, please go to the Holy Quran, they say what the hadith says or the Sahaba says. He said, please take me to the Holy Quran. Well, in the hadith it says, they take and paint it over the laws of Allah. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell us in the last revelation of the Quran now? The last revelation now is. Surah Al-Nas, 
The word last is another form of El Insan again. This is talking to you people. He said, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Kul, Awudu Birabbinnas. Say this to them, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Awudu Birabbinnas. That they are to seek all of the protection. Birabbinnas. By way of the Rabbinnas, the sustainer of El Insan. Who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he called himself Malik al-Nas. He called himself the ruler of all human beings. Then he says he is Ilah al-Nas. He is that which created all human beings. Then he tells you from who we should seek refuge. He says, Min shar, from the wicked. Min shari from the wicked whisperer. And he gives a name, Al-Khanas, the rejected or despised one. But the whispering one, the whispers, what does he do? He comes and he suggests his thought. He pale out, put in people's minds. Don't listen to Imam Isa. Don't listen to Louis Farrakhan. Don't listen to this one. And then they take it, they change the truth. They find it, you know, what I mean by finding it? Oh, you don't have to wear a bed. You don't have to wear a veil. You don't have to do this. But they got so bad that they tell you, someone can go to Hajj for you. You can go to Mecca and be there, and some other person can perform the rites for you. But so on. Because you don't speak the language and it's still qualified. If someone can perform the rites of Hajj for you, then someone can perform your Salat for you. And give Zakat for you. For they belong in the same Khamsa Shahadati. These people are painted over. They're trying to destroy El Islam. The creator of the people. From the whispering Khanat. Alladhi yuwaswi. Then he repeats it. Who? Alladhi yuwaswi. This one, he whispers the suturi into your chest. He gets right inside of your chest. And then what? With the suturi and that. Minel, jinati, wenaf. The same thing you just read. Hear it again. Minel, jinati, wenaf. 6.113 is separating the man and the jinn. And here in the Holy Quran, in the last revelation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is leaving us with a warning to watch out for men that are jinn. Come and propagate in al-Islam. But have vanished over the truth. They don't want to follow Mila Ibrahim. You say Mila Ibrahim, you know what they say? So we follow what fools follow? They call the people of the Torah fools. The Quran says they're going to say that. Literally it says, when you go to them and say, have faith, amana billahi. Have the faith of those who are before you. They say, should we believe what fools believe in? Then Allah says, now they are the fools, but they don't even know it. Because they have led people off the Surah Al-Mustaqeen. I just want to cover one more point, which is in Surah Al-Fatiha, so you understand Malik and why he calls himself Malik and Naf, and why Naf is the last chapter in the Holy Quran today, and he used it. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. He says right here, Maliki Yawmiddin. He calls himself Malik al-Nas in the last chapter, and in the first one he calls himself what? Maliki Yawmiddin. That he is going to be the master or the ruler on that day when people are judged. And most people are falling victim to the devil because they don't recognize him. They think the devil is, they don't think the devil as a man, they see the devil as some kind of a force. They see him as some wicked spirit. You go and tell them, the white man, the devil, you know what they say? Don't listen to the answers, they're just racist. They don't know what they're talking about. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wouldn't create a human being as a devil. The Holy Quran says over and over again, 
that he is the devil. Turn the Holy Quran to the second chapter, the 14th verse. آمنوا قالوا آمنا وإذا what قالوا إلا شيطان حين what that شيطان حين what is that the word شيطان single بس شياطينه plural now how can there be more than one devil read your English and when it is said to those have faith they say what we have faith also. We do have faith. And when, <laughs> and when they are left alone with their physical devils. Plurally. When they're left with their devils, plurally. They say to them, surely we are with you. And we are only ridiculing them. وَإِذَا لَقُلْ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا قَالُوا آمَنَا وَإِذَا قَالُوا إِلَّا شَيَاطِينِهِمْ قَالُوا إِنَّمَا مَعْكُمْ what do they say? All we were doing to you people was mocking, making fun of you. But it says, Allah, Allah, He criticizes them and leaves them blindly running on if you read number 15. What is it that these people fear? What is it that they are turning away from? I'll show you right in the same chapter. Holy Quran 2, 130. What are they so afraid of? They're afraid of this simple practice. وَمَنْ يَرْغَبُ عَنْ مِلَىٰ إِبْرَهِيمٍ إِلَىٰ مَنْ تَفَيْهِ نَفْسَهُ Now what is that? And as for those who reject or forsake مِلَىٰ إِبْرَهِيمٍ The religion of Abraham What are they? They're nothing إِلَىٰ مَنْ تَفَيْهِ Nothing but fools. They're speaking about their whole spirit or نَفْسَهُ But they don't know it. Read what it says in English. And as for him who turned away, rejecting the law and the religion of Ibrahim, وسلم, he makes a fool of himself. And indeed, we have chosen him, Ibrahim, in this physical world, and verily in the last day, forever. He is of the perfectionist. And was Abraham a Muslim? The next yes. verse tells you he was. You ain't got to say yes. Let the Quran say yes, he was a Muslim. When his sustainer said to him, Ibrahim, surrendering in peace. Listen.
he didn't object to it and all this stuff with the Quran is min way. Min ayna. Al Quran min Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who caused the Quran for the Bakra. Zalika al Kitabu la Rebati. He said it. This book has no doubt. He said about no hadith, having no doubt. He said this book has no doubt in it. Excuse me. Go ahead, brother. Uh, so you're saying the devils could be spiritual and human beings? I'm saying the devils thought you want to see different places. Isaiah 14, 16 tells you the devil is a man. Turn to it. I'll give you a whole bunch of quotes about the devil's nature. And I'll give you him as a spirit also. Isaiah 14, 16. <clears throat> they that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee. And consider thee, saying, Is this the man that has made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms? They're speaking about the devil, and what terminology do they say? Is this the what? Is this the man Is that made the, the man? earth to tremble? Now turn to Second Thessalonians, and that's two three. Let no man deceive you by any means that for that for that day shall not come except there come a for falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the that, son of perdition. That what of sin? The man of sin. The man of sin. The son of perdition. That's the devil again. Now when they want to speak of the devil as being a fallen angel, go to Job 1, the 6, they'll tell you about him there. Go to uh, 2 Corinthians 11, 14. Go to Revelation 9, 11. And go to Matthew 25, 41. And all of these will tell you about how he fell from grace, how Satan was a fallen angel. I uh, the one in Job. Let me read the one in Job. Please. Now there was a day when the sons of Allah came to present themselves before the sustainer, and Satan came also among them. So therefore he was amongst the angels at this point, correct? No. So he did have a spiritual being. He can personify like angels, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran. He sent the angel Gabriel to Mary as a bashran, as a human being. So the angel Gabriel is light at times, nor min Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, while in sign at times. And he comes out as a human being at times with a body, a bashran. This is what Allah teaches us. He sent him as a man. And the sustainer said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the sustainer and said, From going to and fro in the earth. Where does Satan roam? From to and fro in the how earth. How did he get there? Revelation chapter 12 will tell you how he got there. He was cast down out of heaven, and he was no place found for him in heaven anymore. So you'll be able to think the devil is roaming around some spiritual world. You better read Revelation uh, chapter 12, verse 7. Read it. 12, 7. Start at six and come down. Okay. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared of Allah, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, he was cast out into the earth. And also in Matthew 25, 41, they're going to speak about the devil. They're going to speak about him being cursed. And they're going to speak about him having angels being cast down again. And this is in Matthew, one of Jesus' disciples. Read it. Then shall you say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, be cursed, into everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. And so the devil does have angels. And his angels, according to the book of Revelation, Chapter 12, verse 7, was cast out of heaven. So he was once a spiritual being who was cast down to earth. Satan was in the garden. Let's go to different titles of saints. What is he called? Ephesians 2, 2 has some of his names. John 14, 30. Ephesians 6, 12. 
John 8.44, all these are different names of things. Can I ask you another question? Sure, go ahead. Um, when Eve was um, conceived by the snake, can the devil transform, transform himself to a snake, or was he speaking through the snake? The devil can transform himself into a snake if he wanted to. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the devil being a deceiver in the scriptures, he's not talking about a serpent. He doesn't use the word shaitan there. He uses the word higher, a living thing. All right, but the Christians turned that into the serpent because of the statement that's found in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Now the serpent, that's not the word of snake, though. A living thing was the most subtle. And then when he said he removed his legs, and on his belly shall he go all the days of life, so people associate him with a snake. But obviously, if the Almighty had to remove Satan's legs, then he wasn't a snake. You see that? When he got cursed, it says he removed his legs, and on his belly shall he go all the days of his life. You don't have any snakes with legs. Now, scripturally, they say the serpent of the scriptures was a reptile and did have legs because snakes today have hips. But the present-day snake would not be identified with this in any kind of way. And the religion that they're following back there was Hinduism. And the Hindus to this very day still worship the cobra. for one of his symbols, the snake. So was it a snake that Eve was deceived by, or...? Read it. It says, now the serpent was more stubborn than any beast of the field. First of all, a snake is not a beast, it's a reptile. And it doesn't roam the fields, which the Lord of law had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has the law said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, the law has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For Allah does know that in that day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Snakes don't talk either. So they're using a symbol in the scripture to represent evil. You understand what I'm saying? So the answer to your question is the devil can take any form he wants. He can come as a friend, he can come as a teacher, he can come as a hobby, he can come as a desire, he can come as a college grant, he can come as a student loan, he can come as many things. He has the power to take on many forms, but he has incarnated in the form of a man. Next question is. Okay, this gentleman, this guy has been asking about a white man being a devil. The question still hasn't been answered. He's been answering saying, yes, it's a human being, but he's asking about the white man. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me answer it for you then. Okay. All right, turn your books to Leviticus so we can find out. Uh, we can go to chapter 14 first and then go back to chapter 13 so we can see his complexion, the color of his skin, the color of his hair, and the color of his eyes. <laughs> Okay, we're in the 33rd verse, 14th chapter of the book of Leviticus. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, that's the 33rd verse, now we're in the 34th. When ye be coming to the land of Canaan, which I give to you for possession, and I put the plague of leprosy in the house of the land of your possession. Now, any verse from 13 <laughs> will just about explain. First, we're establishing here that we're talking about a people called Canaanites. And that these people received a specific curse. And now we want to find out what kind of curse did the Almighty put on these people. And that's why we're in the books of Leviticus, the books of the law. The word Leviticus comes from the word Levi, or Levitical law. And these are laws given to the prophet Moses for the children of Israel. Right? Now, if we go to the 13th chapter of Leviticus, we're going to find a whole lot of places where they speak about the color of their hair and everything. And they're going to call it that old leprosy. Okay. 
Leviticus 13, 9th verse. When the plague of leprosy is in a man, then he shall be brought unto the priest. And the priest shall see him. And behold, if the rising be white in the skin, and have turned to hair white, and there be quick raw flesh in the rising, it is an old leprosy in the skin of his flesh. And the priest shall pronounce him unclean. If we want to see his blonde hair, let's go to 1330. And it says blonde thin hair, so they don't mean black people who have the disease of leprosy, whose hair stays thick, even if they have white hair from that disease, lipoma, this is, they say thin. Then the priest shall see the plague, and behold, if it be in sight deeper than the skin, and there be it a yellow thin hair, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a dry scowl, even a leprosy upon the head of his beard. Go to 36 of the same chapter. They're going to speak about blonde hair again. Then the priest shall look on him, and behold, if the scar be spread in the skin, the priest shall not seek for the yellow hair. He is unclean. If you went to the Holy Quran, the 20th chapter, the 102nd verse, we're going to talk about the color of his eyes. Now, so far, we got several things established. The color of his skin, the color of his hair, and now let's get the color of his eyes. And then I'm going to show you who the family of the righteous is by color in the Song of Solomon. Okay. 20th chapter of the Quran, 102nd ayah, or verse. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. On the day when the trumpet shall be blown, and we will gather the guilty blue eye on that day. So we discovered that this tribe of Canaan has got a curse put on them, and the curse resulted in one, reading all of Leviticus, you find that they have various degrees of leprosy and disease, which resulted in their skin being bleached white, as well as their hair being blonde and thin, as well as the eyes being blue. Now, if we go to Genesis, 9.25, we'll find out that this is right after the flood, and the family of Noah had just assembled themselves, because everybody up until that time was all one race, one family, because they got the names of father and son straight on down. And it does tell us that Adam was created in the dust of the ground. We know that even historians or anthropologists today are saying that Adam and Eve was black. They're no longer disputing that they came out of Sudan and Africa and that they were black. So if Adam and Eve was originally black, then up until Noah's time, everybody on the earth had to be black. But now where did the white race come from? That's the point. And how they become so devilish is another thing. Now, in here in Genesis chapter 9, verse 25, that they planted what we spoke about in Leviticus as having the curse of leprosy is mentioned as getting a curse. And he said, Curse be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. Now, even before Canaan was born, the Almighty Creator in chapter 9, verse 18, mentions to know about his sons that one of his sons is going to be the father of Canaan before the incident took place. Read it. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan. And why didn't they mention Japheth's sons and Shem's sons? They only mentioned one son, and that was the son, Canaan. And they said he was from Ham. Then later on in the same chapter, we we'll go back down to chapter 9, verse 22. Okay. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. Here they think about an incident that Ham did before Canaan was born in Genesis, but they add Canaan's name. Go ahead. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah woke from his wine and knew what his youngest son had done unto him. Which was Ham, his youngest son. And he said, Cursed be Canaan. Why did he curse Canaan and not Ham? He should have cursed Ham. Ham violated. But he put the curse here on Canaan and said, A servant of servants shall he be unto his brother. Right? No. And he did what? The other two sons. Okay. And he said, Blessed be the Lord of Allah of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. 
So he blessed one side of the family, Shem, and cursed another side. The same thing happened like in Genesis. One side, the Semitic people, we know as a historical fact, the white man tells you they migrated into Africa. We know that the Hamite people and the Cushite people migrated into Africa. We know historically that the Mesomites are ancient Egyptians called Mithra, and they're in Africa. So if those seeds that were blessed went to Africa, then the seed that was cursed went somewhere else. They became known as the Canaanites, so the complexion of the devil, according to the Bible, who was cursed since the foundation of the world was white skin in Leviticus, blue eyes in the Quran, blonde hair in Leviticus, coming out of the tribes of Canaan. And Canaan had many sons. Now, if you trace their sons out through the Bible, the Amorites, the Hevites, the Archites, the Jebusites, you can trace them, you'll find that they roamed throughout the world, and they're the ones that opposed the children of Israel throughout their sojourning. Now go to Songs of Solomon. Before I let you have the mic, just one more thing. Songs of Solomon to find out what the side that was blessed looked like. That's the one side of them? Yes. I am black but comely, O ye daughters of Jerusalem. What color does he make these people? Black. These are black people here. This is Solomon's people in Jerusalem, where the book was revealed in 1020 BCE. They call them black, and he identified them with a specific tribe of people. Who was that tribe of people he identified them with? As the tents of Kedah. Who's the tribe of Kedah? Seed of Ishmael from Abraham. That's right. Hazan Ishmael's son, which you can find throughout Genesis 15, 16, and 17. And he'll tell you about his son through Hagar, who gave birth to Ishmael. And Ishmael gave birth to a second son named Kedah. And Hagar came from Egypt, but we know the Egyptians are black. So that means the Mesolamites, the Kushites, the Hamites, and the Shemites were all black people who had migrated over into Africa from Asia. So the white folks on the planet Earth are the cursed seed of Canaan, and we are the black seed. The Bible points out the complexion. The Bible points out the hair and the texture. The Bible points out the curse. When the Mormons said it about black people for centuries, it was okay. The Mormons were saying the same thing I'm saying, only they wasn't using no scriptural facts. They were saying the curse was on black people, and we got big lips because when we found out we had a curse, we stuck our lips out, our, our head napped up. Oh, but to read the Mormon doctrine, they were saying it about us. But now the truth is in. I've ever heard, even Minister Farrakhan, Imam Isa teaches the importance of doing for self, just like Elijah taught us. Imam Isa also has his followers dressing in the garb of the prophet, like the Quran says. I used to call myself a black Israelite Jew, because I thought I was from the tribe of Levi. Nobody could tell me different. And I finally read one of El Imam Isa's books, and I found out that the Israelites never called themselves Jews that they were all destroyed, except for the tribes of Judah and Dan. But in the Old Testament, the books of Moses, it does speak about Muhammad. And thanks to Elim Ramisa, I now know that I'm an Ishmaelite, and that we should follow all of the scriptures. And now, let us return to our broadcast. Okay, okay. Now, you said it about the blonde hair and the blue eyes. All white people don't have all that. That's right, because they told Abraham, do not mix your seed with the Canaanites. The children of Israel mix their blood in with these tribes. You today are mixing them, not you per se, but black people today are going to the village, seeking out these people and marrying and mixing and destroying our genes. The Holy Quran teaches us that Allah made us into tribes and he made us into families that we may out We may know all about each other. He never intended us to mix our seeds. If he did, he wouldn't have made people in various hues and colors. If he made us in various hues and colors, he intended for us to mix. 
We mix our cities with them. They spend fortunes trying to make white women attractive to black men, so we'll go integrate with them so they can absorb from us. One of their white brothers made a big mistake on television just this week. He admitted that y'all were superior. That's why they're on his case, not for what he said. What they're mad about is the fact that he said that y'all are superior. He said white people will never be able to match black drastically. That's why the whites are mad at him. That's why he got fired, because he didn't say nothing. He tell the truth. Black men have stronger legs, because they were bred to be slaves. White men cannot compete. White people got mad about that. You understand? The white man makes his own mistakes. He said we're superior. Now, blacks are going to try to make us equal, when the white man himself is saying black is superior, you're going to find Negroes get up and say, no, there's no difference between whites and blacks. How come we play better than them, we box better than we run faster, we jump higher than them, we sing better than we dance better than we move better than we think better than them, and we care about each other more than they do. What am I going to tell me two animals are the same, when one animal is out killing people, destroying people, spreading diseases, and while other animals is being killed, being destroyed, and getting that disease? And then you're going to say the same? You can put a panther with a tiger, a tiger will whip a panther to death. Both of them a cat. Only the panther's black. He may stand something like three feet off the ground. A tiger stands almost like four feet off the ground. The white man is like a, a leopard in the Bible. They describe him like a leopard in Revelation. We're like a panther, black and beautiful. If you think you can beat the white man, you're fooling yourself. Say it. Okay. And about the veils with the Muslim women, why is that necessary from Adam and Eve? Let's go back and find out, did it come from Muslim women, first of all? And Genesis says that it didn't come from us. Refer to Genesis chapter 24, verse 65. Genesis says it comes from the Jews or the Israelites, and Jesus got his teaching from the Israelites, so it came from y'all, not us. The thing is that the veil came out of the tribes of Judah. The word Judah is where they got the land Judea. The land Judea is where they got the word Jews. The veil did not come from Islam. Stop blaming it on us. These are laws that you people had, not us. Hiram's did not come from us. You had them. Abraham had three wives. Solomon had 200 wives. Stop trying to make the prophet Muhammad responsible for some of your sins. These are things that you Christians and you Jews came up, and only because we obey the scriptures more than you do we follow them. Y'all just refuse to follow them. We do. So in your Bible, the veil comes from you. A hair of many wives, polygamy comes from you, not from us. You understand? And people are blaming us for your own laws. They always say, why do Muslims have so many wives? Why do Muslim women have to cover their faces? These are not Muslim laws. These are Hebraic laws. These are Judaic laws. These are Christian laws. And we want to ask y'all, why did y'all get us into this mess and get our women wearing the veils and get us with all these wives and then turn on us and ask us why we do it? That's the question you should be asked. Y'all got us to it, and then y'all turn on us and ask us why we do it. We got it from you. <laughs> Okay. We consider ourselves followers of Abraham. She got us mixed up with the Sunni Muslims. We consider ourselves Islamic Hebrews. We follow all the scriptures. We do. That's why we wouldn't wear the veil. We don't wear the veil because it's enjoined in the Quran only. We wear the veil because of the law of Abraham all the way down. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, why don't you wear a veil if you follow the law of the scriptures? Well... <laughs> Good question. <laughs> yeah, because it didn't come from us. I watched that program with some of you the other day. You remember that? Did y'all see that program? I loved it. It was talking about the veil. 
Couldn't do nothing about it. They had a, a selected audience, a selected panel. The devil was so true. He had it all picked up. Had some radical movement, <laughs> jumping up and down, acting crazy. Got a call to so he could ask questions. They never let you through. They never let it in. Had no choice but to sit there and tolerate the devil manipulating us and pulling that same whole game. Hello. That's my first time here. I want to ask you a question about where does the white man comes from? I mean, I read, I, I looked in, in, on Channel 13, uh, there was a, 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 a thing about the evolution of man, where man comes from the apes. But I know as a people that we will come from Allah. Uh, hey, Allah made us from black mud. The white man did come from an ape. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. No sure. problem. I know, he did. He is an ape. We're not. You know what he makes in the stage, brother? He says that they were cavemen, right? Yeah, we're not from caves. Let me make that clear. Then he says that you came from a monkey, correct? Yes. I asked them to show me what monkey lives in caves. Monkeys don't live in caves. Where they get that from? And they be elaborating on this in the university like it's something heavy. You know, man came from the ape. You know, he was a caveman. So now, wait a minute. If you was an ape, then you lived in a tree. If you was a caveman, you lived in a cave. Now, he is a monkey who lives in a cave. However, there also are monkeys who live in trees. You understand? Yeah. When he came down out of the tree, he went into the cave. This don't have nothing to do with us. The only part we played on this is we were watching them. <laughs> but we the one who taught them. That's right. Abraham went up into the mountains and taught them. Because an ape could not walk unless you saw someone walking. That's right. We taught them everything they knew. We civilized them. Don't let anyone call you civilized. That's an insult. When a white man says the black man is civilized, he's insulting you. Because that means in order for you to be civilized, you must have been a barbaric or a savage, and you've been made civil. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. We are not civilized. We are civilizers. Is a difference. Uh, you, you mentioned that when uh, a bride should come to a groom, she should come in purity, meaning that she is a, a virgin. What about the man? Well, how is it that uh, a man can have multiple wives? First of all, the problems. A man doesn't have virginity because a man doesn't have a hymen that can be broken. The reason why virginity is ascribed to women and not men in the scriptures is because a woman has a hymen. Okay. All right, yeah, Paul. Well, what so, does that have to do with purity? I beg your pardon? What does that have to do with purity? Because the word they use in the scriptures in your translations for uh, virginity you will find in the 31st Proverbs, where Lamuel is getting instructed by his mother, and they made purity and virginity synonymous. When in reality, purification, tahara, in the scriptures, has nothing to do with virginity whatsoever. It has to do with the breaking of the hymen. That is bad translation that has done that. And as far as making polygamy lawful, polygamy is made lawful in the books of Leviticus when it speaks about a woman being unclean for seven days when she is on her menstruation. If a man has one wife and he follows the books of Leviticus, and while that woman becomes unclean for seven days, he has no one to cook or clean or take care of them. Thus, in Genesis, the prophet Abraham وسلم, had what they referred to as a maidservant whose name was Hagar, who came from Egypt. And then when he found out that his wife Sarah was barren and couldn't have children, he went in unto this maidservant and made her his wife 
Stefano and gave birth to the son Ishmael. The scriptures by the Lord are telling man that it is necessary to be polygamous. Now, in the Western world society, or in a community like our own, where we have certain laws set up, where women are provided for, the men are provided for, the wife is unclean, someone else does the cooking, then it doesn't become necessary. But in any other society, of Islamic or Judaic or true Christian practices, polygamy would be necessary. The Christians have no point of view whatsoever on marriage and divorce because the man who they ascribe to, Jesus the Messiah, never got married and didn't lay down laws for marriage, divorce, polygamy, cleanliness, etc. Because he spoke predominantly a spiritual doctrine, not a physical doctrine, assuming that his followers were followers of Moses, like he said in the books of St. John. The law came from Moses, but grace and truth came from him. So he assumed that they were following the laws of Moses, and in following the laws of Moses would be subject to follow the book of Leviticus, which has the law on polygamy in it. And he called them followers of Abraham, and being followers of Abraham, Himself, as you know, had three wives, Sarah, Hagar, and Ketorah. So therefore, Jesus expected his followers to follow Moses, Abraham. Moses had two wives, Abraham had three wives, and Solomon had 200 wives. So what happens in the Western world is people tend to ascribe or attribute polygamy to Islam, and that's not true. Polygamy did not start with the Muslim world, nor did Haram. And no, you know, multiple wives, living all that, and all, and the veil, the wearing of the face veil. I'm really trying to find the woman's place. The woman's, okay, the woman's place is in the 31st Proverbs in the Bible. If you read the 31st Proverbs, you'll get the whole story of a woman's place right there. Now, if you want to take the time to read it, it will tell you about the woman's place. As far as her dress code, you'll find it all the way from Genesis 38, where Rebecca has to pull her face veil over her face when she sees Isaac coming in the field. This was way before, thousands of years before the birth of our Prophet Muhammad Wasallam, and what people are calling Islam today. And the same thing applies to polygamy or more than one wife. This goes back to Abraham, who was at the Genesis thousands of years before Muhammad. So, the laws of face covering, the laws on polygamy, more than one wife, are not founded in the Islamic religion, as they call it today. It is founded in the Torah or an ancient Judaic and Hebraic teachings of which Jesus ascribed to. Okay? So, Father, again, virginity is not based on washing. Virginity is based on a woman's climate. The Almighty did not make mistakes. If he did, he wouldn't have saw Abraham as a man qualified to go down to the land of Sodom as a symbol of righteousness. You see, he chose Abraham to go down to the land of Sodom as a symbol of righteousness after Abraham had already had a second wife named Hagar and a son. So the Almighty who chose him did not see anything about his polygamous system as unrighteous because he still commanded Abraham to be a prophet after that, as well as Moses. Okay? Okay. Yes, you know, it's just to answer my question. I, I was going to ask you about the kind of one about how, how, how she became healed. And I know that our wife was the devil. How can the devil be healed? Who healed her? The white woman. So who healed her? Did, you, did Jesus heal her? No, he didn't. If you look at Matthew, you talk about Matthew chapter 15, right? Yeah. Jesus didn't heal that woman. The woman healed herself. Jesus would not touch that woman. How can the devil be healed? Huh? How can the devil be healed? Because they're talking about insanity and a possession of demons. In the Quran, they think about the devil in two different forms. 
One is that he's a man, and one is that he's a gent. So they can not only be a wicked person, they can go off and start becoming serial killers and massacres. Don't you see the rash of demonology on television now? What you saying, you just cool down? No, the devil is as a demon force can be exercised out of a white person. That will not stop them from being wicked by nature. What did the woman say? My daughter is what? Grievously vexed with she's a devil. Vexed means angry. She's acting unruly. So he got some white people to walk around and say, good evening. There's a certain kind of devil. He says, all black people are not bad. There are some intelligent black people. I have a friend that's black. He's not a troublemaker. <laughs> no, it's not true that all black people are drug addicts. All black people are not on welfare. No, some of them are trying to be good Americans. <laughs> all these... All these tricky statements. Then you got the other ones that said, burn the niggas. Burn all the niggas. And the Puerto Ricans with them. Burn the, and adding the Chinese. Burn everybody who's not blocked. Get them all. That's another kind of demon. There are certain demons that are uncontrollable and certain ones that walk up to you and pretend they're your friend. With Adam in the, in the garden and Eden. The serpent went. Not to Adam, but to Eve. Why was that? How could he go to Adam? And is that pertaining to today in this world's life when the devil deals with the black man, he might go around to his women? That's right. It's very close. Same thing. You know why he wouldn't go to Adam? Huh? Because Adam had been informed. Who was it that the Almighty was speaking to when he told him not to go pay the tree? Adam was the one the Almighty spoke to from the beginning of Genesis. Mm -hmm. Not to Eve. The devil knew that he can go to the woman and get her quicker than he can get Adam. Just like the devil knows now, if he keeps giving black women jobs, making more money than you, that she will castrate you. He knows this. He's raising our woman up above us in every walk of the business. Are there more male groups out or more female groups now? More female. More male vocalists or more female? Female. What are all the clothes catering to now? Female. What are all the jobs opening up for now? Female. You see what he's doing? Yeah. He is taking Eve again, and he is deceiving Eve by giving her the wealth. And she will deliver Adam. He knows if he gets the woman, she'll deliver Adam. Black women will run out marrying white men. Because white men have the money. They say, he'll take care of me. He'll take care of my kids. He'll see that my kids go to college. He'll see they have a future. Yeah, but that's only because the white man took everything from you. If you had it, you would have did the same thing. She can't see it that way. She has to see for tomorrow. That's all part of the devil's plan. So right now, he has the woman in front of the tree again, and he's doing it all over again. Okay, then, um, we're to 144,000 in the Crystal City in the year 2000. What will be happening while they're in Crystal City? What will be going on on Earth at that time? Or will there be an Earth? Yes, there'll be an Earth. And that's what they call in the book in Revelation, Tribulation Period. That's what they're talking about when they say... Number nine, and the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven upon the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. That's the incident we talked about, Revelation chapter nine. It's that same angel with that same power, all right? And he opened the bottomless pit, and there rose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air was darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Remember, John is way back 2,000 years ago. This is the year 96 of the 2,000 years. And he's in prison and he's seeing a vision. In his vision, he sees an angel and a star. This star hits the earth and a gust of smoke comes out of the earth. 
He's looking at a bomb. He doesn't know what a bomb is. There was no bombs in his time. There was no airplanes in his time. There was no armies that he knew of in his time, other than armies that fought by chariots because he saw the Romans fight. All right? So watch how he goes on. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. And unto them was given the power of scorpions of the earth have power. He sees locusts after the smoke, and his big thing is the earth, which he calls the star, which calls the big gust of smoke from the bottom of the pit, which they all thought that hell was in the center of the earth back then. He said, now he sees locusts. What is unique about these locusts? It will tell you. It says, and it was commanded them. These locusts were being commanded. Locusts do not get commanded. Locusts